0: Hello and welcome to episode 90 of the Random Nintendo Podcast. 90? 90. 90? 90? 90. And for the next 90 minutes, we're just going to say the word 90. 90. Well, you chilled that fast. Okay, welcome to episode 90 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Jose. You sound like you're not sure about that, but I'm glad you decided <laughs> that you were.
1: We all come to a point in
0: our life where we, we, we all know who we are. Where we are and where we're going. And that moment is episode 90. 90. <laughs> No, but uh, this episode we're calling "In with the Old, In with the New" as we're going to be discussing some remakes, remasters, redoings of uh, games that are part of Nintendo's uh, storied history. We're going to talk about Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Finally, we're going to talk about we share our impressions of Metro Prime trilogy. And also later in the show, we're going to talk about a new game for a new franchise. The demo, our full demo impressions of a Code Name Steam. That's all coming up later. We also have a ton of news to discuss, there's new game information on Xenoblade and Splatoon, there's new game information on some third party games, there's Nintendo's financials without the corresponding briefings, it's going to be kind of different than we've done in the past. There's Club Nintendo Awards, there's Nintendo's bizarre YouTube situation, there's a lot. So timestamps right around town.com, as anyone who listens to the show already knows, uh, under episode 90 we list all the stories with timestamps, that's kind of self explanatory actually, but before we jump into any of that, let's talk about something that's very late-breaking news. Something that broke... Like, this is the thing everyone's going to talk about this weekend if you're in the world of Nintendo. And that is, The Legend of Zelda is getting a live-action TV show, probably, possibly, on Netflix. So,
1: this is definitely not 100% guaranteed. No.
0: Basically, like- what happened... Yeah. What happened is, out of nowhere, the Wall Street Journal, uh, they revealed that there's supposedly a Legend of Zelda live-action show in development at Netflix. Not actually being written yet not actually being filmed yet just in development meaning netflix goes we want to do this show and then they put out kind of a there's two ways of doing either a company either a writer approaches a company about a show or a company reaches out to make have people make them a show in this case it sounds like netflix is working with nintendo to make what they're calling a game of thrones style uh family friendly version which is a little concerning uh zelda series and they are now reaching out to find writers and they're pitching it as yes, it's Game of Thrones, but family friendly. So
1: as of now it's gotten as far as the John Woo directed Metroid?
0: Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> which I which as everyone knows never happened, which means there's a good chance this will never happen either. So well, I mean this it probably has a better chance of happening than Metroid. Well did no, because here's the thing right? about Metroid. Nintendo actually announced that one. Nintendo oh, said we gave right. John it to the power rights. and everything and It was legit. And this is not even legit yet. This is the Wall Street Journal, a very reputable business newspaper, obviously, reporting that this is happening. Now, there are some things that obviously people raise some concern about. One is that in the article, the Wall Street Journal says that unlike other fantasy genre entries like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, Zelda is viewed as a fantasy genre that's, here's a direct quote, typically with a more lighthearted, kin- kid-friendly tone. I don't know which Zelda game outside of... Okay, let me rephrase. Maybe they just did... I think maybe they just watched the... the 1993 Zelda cartoon with Excuse Me Princess and went, oh, it's so kid-friendly and lighthearted." Let's make that. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it is kind of more whimsical than, like, Game of Thrones where right, they're decapitating people. And there's well, no I seconds. mean,
1: if you take all the action sequence, like, as a... Like, oh, okay, they... I mean, you're, you're slashing people with swords. I mean, there's Definitely going to be a lot of blood and stuff, but they but, but it's not going to
0: be at Gantt where there's... Do you decapitate animals pretty frequently? I mean, not people. Yeah, but, but it's not going to be in the show. Yeah. But the the other issue that, at least I, when I first heard this, I was kind of like, wait, how would this work? But then I came to, well, lots of people came to this realization. I shouldn't take credit, but I also thought, or I was inspired. No, 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 Long James. story short, uh, the idea is that, okay, let's say it is a show about Zelda. Let's say this happens. It can't possibly be about Link because you have two awkward situations. Either he talks, and everyone's like, Link doesn't talk. Or he doesn't talk and you have a script that's ten pages of just dot 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 for every time Link speaks. And how does that work for a show? So I think it might that could be, be interesting. I think I don't think Link's gonna be in it. My feeling is if they go forward with this, it's almost gonna be like, you know how like there's Gotham for Batman on Fox right now? It's like the pre Batman show, it's all the characters except Batman. It's gonna be the pre Link show. I don't think it's gonna be pre Link, but I wouldn't be surprised if they caught like Hyrule or Hero of Time or Hylian Legends oh, or God. Hylian Warriors and it has nothing to do with Link. It's just set in the world of Hyrule. It can run in tandem with what's going on gonna in of It's going be about some random
1: soldier in the hyrulean army. No, I don't, well, that's history. how Game of Thrones
0: is. It's about all these different warring factions. Well, I don't know. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't either, but I, I know that much. But uh, So they could do that. They could do something like Gotham. I think what it's going to be is it's set in the Zelda universe, and it complements the games. Because you can't, you can't even can't How you do Ocarina of Time in the series? He goes to a dungeon. He found a shield episode over. Like, the, you need... It's going to be like, as Link is doing something... This is happening over here, or like as, or like that's the legend of the hero of time. Maybe this will tell that story somehow, like the the one that they passed down in generations and never. I feel like, playing. I
1: mean, if they say family friendly, if you want to get the kids interested, I feel like you kind of have to have. Links. It doesn't
0: necessarily see family friendly doesn't necessarily mean that's the other thing is like people might be overreacting myself included. Well, I mean, uh, family friendly doesn't necessarily mean kid oriented. I
1: mean, uh, like a lot of. I mean, You well, could argue well, like, Lord of the Rings
0: is a family-friendly fantasy film. Well, yeah. Yes, it's a little violent it's well, older, but yeah. people take their kids. No, no, yeah.
1: More. Well, I mean, I guess I meant if you want to get, like, the biggest audience. Because, I mean, Gotham and I feel Gotham and those shows work, I feel. Because mm-hmm. there's already enough Batman-centric content to go around. You kind of want something yeah. different. You want, like, oh, okay, this is interesting. It's a different take. It's not about yeah. Batman. If I want Batman, I could watch hundreds of other things. Right, right. But, I mean, this is, like, the first, like,
0: Legend of Zelda show. But, but if you want me. Link, you can play all the games following your logic.
1: Yeah, but, like, most
0: of the people... There's no have, Batman TV like, show, like, but there's a Gotham. There's no Zelda TV show, but there's a high Hy- high rule. There's no current Batman TV show, but here's Gotham. There's no current... There, there was, there the, was. There's Prime and Beyond, there's the 60s on the West, there were a bunch. There was a the CG one, like, last year. Oh, that's true. But in tandem, there aren't, at the moment. Yeah, Raven I mean, Bold doesn't exist anymore. But, I mean,
1: like, you could I feel like movies are just turning yeah. into long tv shows and tv shows are turning into short yeah they're, they're merging
0: which is partly why i think this is happening with zelda is because nintendo's probably looking at like dc and marvel and seeing the huge success they're having with converting their universes into movies or tv shows i mean even netflix they have a daredevil show that actually the trailer looks shockingly good like i'm probably gonna check it out it looks like dark and it looks like really good but uh so nintendo's probably seeing that and going wait if they can make like guardians of the galaxy into this huge hit movie we have something that way more people are familiar with. We have something that has way more pull. And we could totally hop on the Lord of the Rings Hobbit Game of Thrones bandwagon with our own elfish little boy. and Or big boy, depending on which part of Zelda it is. Mm, and uh, appearances. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of potential here. And I think Nintendo finally is realizing they have a chance at this. Because this isn't the first one. Do you remember Sony, when they got hacked back in like last tail end of last year, it came out that they supposedly got the rights to a Mario movie? Nintendo's oh, yeah. catching on, and it makes sense because I water said at that financial briefing sometime last year, Nintendo's going to start licensing out their stuff a lot more. We, of course, have ter- interpreted that as oh, game collaborations, merchandise, which they've already done. Jack Pacific has a bajillion toys now. You know, you got puzzles and dragons versus yeah, Mario making a
1: few toys more frequently. Like we had Lucina yep. now, we have some pits. We got the yep, yep. You know, and then they even the have stuff, the
0: links. they even have stuff like all these weird game collaborations, like Pokemon tournament. Oh, yeah. or like the Luigi's Mansion arcade game that Sega's randomly making like there's stuff happening but no one, I don't think anyone ever thought oh they're gonna start making movies and TV shows but that's obviously the next logical step of this they can do a Marvel Universe for Nintendo they have the franchises no, they have one. the pull yeah fa- phase ones yes. and then it all ends with Smash Bros it's their Avengers I don't think they're ever gonna do they that they're gonna have so. a Mario show that's called
1: uh, M- Mushroom Mushin- Kingdom Mushroom Kingdom too long
0: uh, I if it's about pizza you can
1: just cut Toadstool
0: Plumbers sounds like a sitcom.
1: <laughs> Uh, and then plumbers ev- would be
0: the old Mario And you know?
1: any of the tenacity just like sounds like a parody video, like a parody theme from YouTube. Mm-hmm.
0: Which but of- see, like Hyrule kind of works. Like if you're not a diehard Zelda fan and you hear about, well, access by example. If you're a Zelda fan. I don't know, Hyrule, I kind
1: of like the name of it. When I think Hyrule, I just kind of think of like a... Or Legends of... be some boring show that I'm not going to care about. I don't know, I, I'm kind of harsh when it comes to... You're not a big live-action show fan, that's part of the thing. No, I rarely watch live-action shows. Breaking Bad being the exception. Yeah, like, there are very few. And I don't know, I feel like for me to get into a live-action show, I have to be as detached from everything that I am actually a fan of as possible. For me, to actually, get like into because co- they start trying to cross, co- cause, them yeah, because I want to get into the universe as much as possible. Well. That's why I really like Breaking Bad because they had like nothing to do with anything that I know, right? And then, um, but something like Zelda, I feel like I know too much about it. and I'm watching it; it's gonna be like we're gonna be very skeptical. I don't know it, it. I mean, like, there's like a lot of like good like fan made things out there, like not even just um like Legend of Zelda. There was like mm-hmm. the, I think um there was something Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat related that was I think almost high budget enough that Capcom and um I forget who makes Mortal Kombat now, but they actually and, uh, kind of Warner acknowledged it, and, uh, it, it. It was Warner Brothers. It was a Mortal you Kombat know
0: movie that they turned into a series of videos online. Yeah, something, it was through um, Machinima. Something
2: Machinima something.
0: produced it. Warner Brothers gave them the rights and took a cut of the money. And it was like a three or four part series of like 10 minute Mortal Kombat videos. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, either way, I mean, I, don't know, I feel like there's so much like. Well, I feel like I've been exposed to so much like random like Zelda. Universe stuff that isn't... That's just all fan-made. I feel like this is just gonna feel like another... Well... Just like a p- bigger budget fan-made project. It think.
0: is to some extent, but apparently... According to Wall Street Journal, they are working really close with Nintendo. They might... I wouldn't be surprised if they have advisors from Nintendo. Much like Gotham, for example, has DC comic writers advising it. I, think. I
1: know, but... But I get what you mean. I, I, and I, feel, thing, I feel like unless it's like the game, I'm probably not gonna... Well, it won't be like the game, I'll think. No, but... No, not Like, unless like, it's a Zelda game, I'm probably not gonna pay any attention to oh, it. Oh, sure, sure. Like, I'm, like, I don't read the... Like I, actually I kind of read some of the manga just out of curiosity mm-hmm. but I couldn't see myself getting into a side that just kind of stopped right I can't be anything that's not the game that's just how I see Zelda that's fair you need the pure oh. Zelda yeah I guess everyone chooses how they choose to yeah. digest the Zelda universe I guess. Yeah, I the, and, I, show.
0: and I honestly don't think this is going to be a replacement in the Zelda universe it's just going to expand yeah. the lore it's going to expand the because how do they even deal with this multiple timelines this has to be like a chunk that's in tandem or separate or yeah and if, no i do think
1: that's a cool idea though because i mean you could get people that yeah i feel like are kind of interested in zelda but like probably don't really have the time to play the games and just kind of want like they, they just like the universe mm-hmm. in. and i don't
0: know not fun. even that but you get people that are just in game of thrones i guarantee a bunch of its people a bunch of people that watch it would never have read the books that came first yeah i mean there's no way so it's 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 a cross promotional thing, like you said. It's yeah. not
1: that because I I would argue that Obis is definitely a bigger older fan than I am, and he's also kind of on the same boat. Like he doesn't he he I'm, even refuses to watch the Flash, and he's like the biggest Flash fan. I know. Right, right. Just for the Well, movie, you guys just don't like live action. because it's live action. Like he can't yeah. he can't do Gotham, and like he's like a huge Batman fan. But... What's
0: interesting about Gotham? This is such a tan- tangent. It's Interesting about Gotham. <laughs> it's it, brand it, is, Nintendo, it, no, yeah, Nintendo's his yeah, though. But what's interesting about Gotham to me is that like, it's almost like a police drama that happens to insert random batman references not random like unrelated but like you're watching a show where they're like oh yeah we have to solve this crime no not even like that well there's a little of that i still hate that the first episode that this little girl named ivy standing next to a pot a potted plant of a poisonous plant it's like can you spell it out any clear but no like they've been doing some cool they did some they're doing stuff like um they're doing origin story maybe spoiler alert i don't think so because it's in the the commercials—they're doing the origin story of Scarecrow right now, so that's a little more like obviously Batman. But they were doing stuff where they like had um, basically setting things up for how the the dominoes will fall, but doing it in a way that's almost like a mobster drama at times. Versus uh,
1: imagine this uh, this Hayao show that I should just called Gerudo, and it's just about like the <laughs> Gerudo village and how like Ganon's like upbringing with like an all-female tribe and how it kind of led him to become evil.
0: I mean, that's. I think anything like that's more like it's gonna to be him and his with, teeth. Like,
1: it's gonna start off like like oh like people that don't know anyone's only like oh like it's this good guy like because I keep portrayed as a good guy. Yeah. Then later all these things like happen and then he gets consumed with power because he discovers the. So power so power. Breaking
0: Bad with Benadore. <laughs> Dude, actually, that's not bad. See, that's why that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's gonna be, yeah, be yeah. Zelda with Link. I don't think it's gonna be like yeah. hey, you know Zelda. It's gonna be something like that. It's gonna be like well, the, the, I, that's that would line up with a.
1: Like, Everything to tell, because I mean, Link is supposed to be you, and you yep. can't really do that with a TV show. You have to provide the story for them completely. Exactly, and they do have other. They have, I mean, arguably more interesting characters. I mean, Link isn't supposed to be a character you want to be like. Oh, he's so interesting he he's supposed you. to be you. He's the link to into yeah. the game. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I actually really
0: like that Ganon like idea. I'm not okay. Something like that I think would be perfect. And then the the thing is though it's either gonna be great or it's gonna be horrible because either Nintendo's gonna nail or Netflix will nail the production values and the costumes will look really good or it's gonna look kind of weird. Like imagine a person dressed as a Zora like that's a little or like, like a
1: There's a fine line They could either make it look so good like whoa that's like so game accurate but then to me it's just gonna look like high-budget cosplay. They're gonna have to take some, they to have to
0: take some uh, liberties, I like,
1: think. like, to the point where, like, when you see, like, those kind of concepts at Comic-Con, you're like, oh, that looks so awesome, but then we see it on TV, show, just like, uh, I don't know, it's yeah. kind of cringy. Yeah. Like, they, um, they kind of have to figure it out, like, they might not have to look all too, though. Like, I, I don't know, I feel like, every time I see, like, the giant Triforce logo somewhere, it's
0: just gonna look, I was gonna break me out of it like, the, Can you uh, imagine though Like if this becomes a show Netflix has tons of oh, to market Can you imagine man. driving around to land There's billboards With the Triforce I, And the Zelda and I, know, I was talking
1: to Elvis about this like, imagine it becomes Like super huge And like becomes, Imagine if it becomes Game of Thrones It, it becomes scale. super mainstream And they even like Start making movies out of it And I was joking Like oh like They'll star like All these like Actors that I can't even I wouldn't even be in, yeah, a few, yeah. but, like Imagine
0: yeah. if Kevin Spacey <laughs> Switched from House of Cards To this And was like <laughs> That'd be I uh, would even play I don't know, they'd find yeah. some undis- they'd find some new guy probably. But um see that's that's why I'm cautiously Chris Evans is Link. <laughs> that's why I'm cautiously optimistic Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh
1: I would, would I would be, be down with Chris Pratt <laughs> is.
0: well Chris Pratt would not be Link. He'd be like well the side um, he'd be like a troublemaker side character. Yeah. Oh no but he's a triple A action star now, so I don't know why it would be. But um being a new take. like, oh, it's a new spin on Link, it's Chris Pratt's link. He's a wisecracking elf that, or he's a wisecracking <laughs> Hylian that, uh, you never know what to expect. Will he bring out a talking tree? No, but he'll play an ocarina. Uh, but... a <laughs> <laughs> lot all
1: of them. are comedy.
0: So. What?
1: Well, I guess they practically are. Uh, not all of them.
0: Jurassic World won't be. Which I, I can't... I, when I watched the previous for Jurassic World, I'm like, Chris Pratt, don't be serious. It's not, like, I'm sure he's fine, but, like, he's a funny guy. It's weird watching him go from Parks and Rec to all this stuff. Like, it's cool. Great for him, but it's also kind of strange. Super nice guy, though.
1: Um... You sound like you know him on a
0: personal level. I met him. I have met... I mean, Whoa. yeah. I met him. I have his autograph. Uh, I met him at a Parks and Rec panel. When, when, when did this happen? Like a year ago. Wait, what did you have an autograph on? Uh, a Parks and Rec. Okay, so I went to Paley Fest here in LA. God, this episode. I went to Paley Fest <laughs> no, here we're still in LA. On... I went to Paley Fest here in LA, which is a TV festival where they do panels with the cast of shows. None of the fucking playwright? Yes, no, not at all. In honor of uh, the Paley Media Center, which yeah. is like a museum for television. You used sure. to call it the Museum of Television uh anyway and they did a panel for parks so they had the whole cast there, and some of the cast stuck around after and chris pratt was one of the ones that stuck around after and signed autographs and his publishers kept saying you have a kid at home you need to go home and he's like no 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 i'm gonna go through everyone and he actually stopped <laughs> screw my kid yeah no he like stopped and talked with each of us it wasn't just like a yeah i'll sign in whatever he was like talking to us so do you remember your exchange not really it wasn't anything drastic i think it was just something like this was before guardians this was before everything blew up so i think it was something like i i really don't remember like was, i think i just said something like, i'm looking forward to you know seeing Guardians or something like that. And he's like, thanks, man. And that gives really, you know, nothing exciting. This is the dumbest story. <laughs> Why'd you make me tell this? I wasn't gonna tell this. You like baited me into telling this. Oh, man. And then, and then he said, thanks, man. And I said, no problem, Chris. And we high-fived and that was it. No. Oh. But, so, I do but I mean I, not just when I met him for one minute but like in you could tell in like behind the scenes stuff he is a nice guy but why are <laughs> that's what we think about Zelda on Netflix and that's uh, <laughs> no but what i was going to say is I'm cautiously optimistic about it specifically because if they do something like you suggested with Ganon, that could be super cool and Netflix has a good track record I love House of Cards Orange is the New Black is doing super well Bojack's really good Marco Polo is not as good but whatever um, Wait, that's a there's thing? a show called Marco Polo. It's, it's their, it's their bro, Game what of Thrones. Ha- why
1: haven't I not heard
0: of it? I, because you don't pay attention to live TV. It's anyway, uh, so yeah, that is all. The one other thing I want—no live, live actors. But yeah. well, well, well done with the with the wordplay or whatever that was. There was one other thing as I was say that makes sense for why Nintendo's doing this now. In addition to um, the fact that they just need to license things because they want money. we have you noticed we are officially in the '90s nostalgia period now? We are now the core demographic that buys things and has disposable income, so everything is 90s now. Geico uses salt and Pepper with that song Push It in a commercial. Jimmy Fallon's doing all these revivals of 90s things, like, every single night. He just did save by the Bell reunion. He just did a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air intro redo. He's like, everything's 90s. Everywhere you look. Even web trends are moving towards, like, the big flashy multicolor things of 90s. Like, we're in the 90s, so... What better way to bring out? What better time to bring out a Zelda show than when the people that grew up on Zelda are now old enough to buy a Netflix account and buy a TV and watch it? It's kind of a, kind of a clever, little.
1: We're getting kids in elementary school named Hermione you know?
0: Oh my God, are you serious?
1: The the people that grew up on yeah Harry Potter. Park. Are all, that's that's it, insane.
0: Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, we should get back to Nintendo because there's a lot of news to discuss. Um, but that that is crazy. Uh, so that's that's where it's at with the Zelda show. It's not official yet they say in the article there's a chance it won't happen I kind of want it to because I just want to see where it goes to be honest I'm just curious at this point and I'm a little, as long as they will there don't will be another Mario Brothers the movie mm-mm. no probably not Nintendo's gonna kill it before it gets that far if it's yeah like that. I
1: mean that, that that movie was made with like no real Nintendo clear. didn't really have any oversight on it yeah that. they was just like oh do this and they go like, oh, what well, I don't know what I'm doing
0: they I'm handed doing the keys anyway. of the kingdom over and they are not they're not doing that anymore yeah. ever but uh, yeah I'm, I'm hopeful I mean we'll, we'll see but, but yeah, so game news. So now we've talked minutes. about TV shows. Wow, well, Zelda's was a big deal. Although I talked about Chris Pratt for no apparent reason. Uh, Xenoblade. <laughs> so outside of uh, Friday's big Zelda news, the other big news on Friday was that Xenoblade Chronicles had a not-Nintendo Direct that was essentially a Nintendo Direct over in Japan. It was a live stream, and it was a Nintendo Direct, but they didn't call it that. So here in North America, we're not seeing Xenoblade uh, Chronicles X until later in the year. We know it's coming kind of this year, but we don't know when. Japan, however, is seeing it in April. Late April, So we are now officially in that window, the two months leading up to launch window, when as soon as you get in that eight-week window, Nintendo suddenly just starts bombarding you with information. They did it with Mario Kart, I don't know if you remember. Like, we heard nothing, and then around, like, late March last year, just out of nowhere, it's like every week there's new Mario Kart news. We're in that phase with Xenoblade. So they had the Direct, they did stuff in Famitsu Magazine over in Japan. Just to pump up attention about it and get mm-hmm. more people interested, so
1: the world of new Los Angeles will be coming to Japan first.
0: Yep, not to Los Angeles, not to old Los Angeles, but to Japan. So, uh, the most noble thing well, first of all, that world is huge. We'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, uh, but I, I do like yeah. that it's called the Los Angeles. title could have worked with that game in with the old, in with the new. I just go, did we ever explain why we called it that? Man, nah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the most noble thing you usually do, but <laughs> I did, I. I think I might have. No, no, no. I said you usually do. Oh, so I probably did. Anyway. I think things are... <laughs> yeah, keeping people on their toes. Uh, so Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, I'd say the most notable thing they discussed, not the size of the world necessarily, but the gamepad use. Because that's a brand new thing they added on top of what Xenoblade Chronicles was. So there is, of course, off-TV play, but that's not really the story that's we're talking about. What's interesting is what's happening when you're playing on the TV. And what the developers at Monolith Soft are doing is that they're going to... Um, have your gamepad but they're kind of dubbing an information terminal so it's going to have stuff you could you know stuff you'd expect like a map that's split up by regions of little hexagons and then you can log things as you explore and they're marked on the map and um, why that's important is Log
1: as in manually or you kind of reach a checkpoint and it just marks it it for you It marks it for you
0: but but those checkpoints see the game's split into two parts there's exploration and then there's doing quests so what the direct was showing or the non-direct whatever that video was Was showing is that you will basically you go out and explore the world, and it's this massive world. It's five continents big. It's five times the size of Xenoblade on uh, Wii. It's so big, in fact, that they almost had to put it on two discs. But they worked with Nintendo very closely to get so it would stream the data in as you're as you're walking through one part of the map. The next part of the map's loading, but you can't see it yet. But then when you get there, it's loaded. So it's constantly streaming back and forth. It's actually what's actually interesting about that, just a sidebar, is that. I guess, kind of. But what's interesting about that is sidebar that um, they said Nintendo helped them with that—a big open world that lo- has no load time or very minimal load time. How much do you all bet Nintendo provided the technology? I think is the no, term they used. Be for Zelda. Zelda, yeah, I guarantee we're going to see a similar thing with Zelda where you're going across the overworld, and we already know there's a map that you can place markers on and teleport around to. And I bet that's another thing the GamePad does—it lets you. When you put those markers down or when they log the spots, you can teleport between them for faster travel. But um, yeah, So many ways to travel.
1: Yeah. By foot, by dolls, and by teleport. Yeah,
0: and not only that, but they have other little things. Like they have what they call the, um, it's basically a bird's eye cam that you throw up and it'll show you the world around you that you can't necessarily see, so you get a better sense of your terrain. You also have a, um, what was the other thing? Oh, a navigation ball, I think so. It's so a little guide that floats in front of you and kind of points you. It's like the aero and crazy taxi, but sci- science fiction-y. Uh, so it just guide you because it's so massive, you don't know where to go. But yeah, I bet you Zelda's going to use that. And I, I'd actually be shocked if they didn't, given how big Zelda's supposed to be. I think this world's bigger, though. I mean, this thing sounds massive. Because the whole game is, going back to what was are really saying, the whole game is this idea that you explore, you find new areas, and the way you find these areas is there's going to be beams of light you come across as you walk around. And when you go up to those beams of light, it kind of marks it. Like, okay, you now have discovered this region. You can then turn that beam of light, the station connected to it, into another tool. Like you can have it mine resources for you and send them back to your home base and that sort of thing. But then once you mark once you've discovered the region and done stuff, you know, like marked it as yours, go back to New Los Angeles, and then people are gonna start, you know, citizens are gonna start needing you to do quests over in that region that you currently didn't so know needed. existed. There's a quest board you can like check into. Basically, yeah, they're very new. Basically, it's like a two-fold thing. You go and explore, you find a new area, then you go do things in that area. And the things you do are everything from finding monsters, to gathering resources, to finding information points, to, it's like a whole bunch of different tasks, all strung together by this exploration idea, and flying around in the mech, or the doll as they're now called. So that's kind of in a nutshell how it works. Um, The interesting thing is that there's going to be online as well, which we kind of already knew a little, but now we sort of kind of know how it works. So as you may recall, when they first showed the game off, they're, they showed that little text box in the corner, and everyone's like, is that, is that online? And Nintendo's like, I don't know, is it? And Malisoft is like, you tell us, or maybe we'll tell you in the future, just wait and see. But, well, now they're saying it is. So, Except not on purpose. It wasn't in the Direct, it wasn't in Famitsu, but the eShop listing for Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is already up in Japan, lists what its online functionality is. So we have no idea what it means, we just know what it is. So there are two. There's four-player online questing, which I think is self-explanatory, it's going to be cooperative. You together go do quests. I suspect it's going to focus more on monster battling, and I suspect it's going to be Nintendo's (laughs) version of Monster Hunter. That's my gut feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, four-player co-op questing, you could describe Monster Hunter that way to a T. Yeah. So So there's going to be some Monster Hunter in there and then the other thing you're doing not so much questing
1: though you're literally just you're like a boss yeah. freshman but what other questing gang.
0: are you going to do in Xenoblade I mean with four people like hey can you go gather some ore in the mine sure let me bring three people on a long walk with me where we don't fight <laughs> or do anything of interest to get some ore from the mine <laughs> like it doesn't make sense
1: I get to do kind of do that in Monster Hunter too sometimes oh well there you go
0: but, uh, but it'd be smart because the Monster hunting genre is a huge thing in Japan now So yeah that makes sense but so that that I, that's the four player aspect then there's this other thing, which is even more intriguing. Well, that one's not intriguing. Then there's the intriguing one, which is the 32-player um, information and item sharing. Now, that sounds reasonably self-explanatory. Sure, it hooks into Miiverse, hypothetically, and you just swap items and information. That makes sense. But the part that I find interesting is, why is it capped at 32? What's that 32 mean? Is there like a real-time economy that you and up to 31 friends all participate in together? Like, it's one world that you play in, but it's economy and its items and costs and everything are tied into 31 other games like could that be what it is? that seems a little weird right? is it like there's a live auction system or like a live chat room or something so you have 32 people talking at once like almost like you go into the bar or the cafe and there are actually people there you can talk to with a capacity of 32 is that what it is? like they don't say what it is but I've never imagine Pokemon's like global trade st- uh, station was like oh yeah only you and 32 other people can use this service together like, cause you know, with Global Trade, you just send a Pokemon out and get one at random. There's no, like, 32-person cap. So the fact that they're specifying that makes me think there's some sort of innovative, new, interesting little thing. Because you could totally, like, use the gamepad as a keyboard and literally just go into a chat room and have people a chat. Do? Yeah,
1: people. Well, I should say, some games do.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think that might I don't be I do think of it. one,
1: though. <laughs> Which one? Monster Hunter. While you're, <laughs> Again, you're, they're borrowing. While you're,
0: while you're hunting, you could, like, type on the keyboard mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. chat. But I, I don't know, like... I don't know if that's what's gonna be, but that is what it sounds like, kind of. I assume now that we're in the hype period, and to probably announce online details pretty quickly. But that's my gut feeling. Did you did you happen to see any of the um, footage from yeah. the direct? Nope. It's the same as. It's weird because the worlds look so incredibly good, and there's and they're so varied. There's a volcano world. There's a nor, like a Norse yeah, mythology but the world. Are so
1: what? Normal, the cities. Actually. Yeah, the
0: city itself, New Los Angeles, well, it looks it's pretty normal. bad. But it, looks like, it looks like a futuristic city. That's it.
1: Yeah.
0: But like um, and it, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense that it's a little generic because the whole premise—well, actually, no, it doesn't. The whole premise is it's a spaceship that abandoned Earth and crashes here. And as a member of this Blade Army or whatever private military called Blade, you're the one helping people and going and finding things to keep the city alive because they don't—they have limited resources. They crashed there. So if it crashed, the city looks very well established for a crashed spaceship. Yeah. You know what I mean? but uh so i don't know but i will say what well, i was gonna say is like the worlds look really good volcano forest the faces still
1: oh uh, yeah i don't
0: know yeah the character faces are just kind of ugly <laughs> it's weird because like the game looks so good the monster design looks great the mech design is cool flying around the sense of scale you get is nuts and then they like and then it's like Herp derp, here's a face <laughs> it just looks really <laughs> weird i don't know i feel
1: like xenoblade chronicles also kind of had this but but not like i don't know it it didn't feel as bad
0: it's almost like the faces are still wii graphics and everything else is wii U. like the faces they're in hd but just barely like they're 730 they're like 730p or something like they're just a notch above the old textures
1: i think before um, xenoblade came out i thought xenoblade chronicles was just like this game about the Monado, so I thought right. this game was also going to be somehow about the Monado. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So I'm wondering, like, oh, is, is the Monado even going to appear? See, is, the, is, is the Xeno Blade... Is it, was it the Monado? I guess it's not yeah, the Monado. You'll never know. <laughs> and then I guess... Then I found out, like, oh, this is part of some series called the Xeno Saga. Well, sort of. Or sort of. So sort of. it's, like, all weird. Malus
0: Soft uh, used to make Xeno Saga for Namco, Bandai, when it was just Namco. Nintendo... And it was a PlayStation series, which is what interest, what's interesting. Nintendo comes along and buys Monolith Soft in entirety. And says, alright, you're making stuff for us now. Monolith Soft's like, well, <laughs> guess we're no longer Xeno Saga. <laughs> so they just pivoted and did Xenoblade, which is its own thing that just borrows the Xeno name. They're separate franchises, because one's Namco Bandai. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, Nintendo has such a good relationship with Namco, they could probably do cross-referencing with, you know, very low legal issues, but it's its own thing. What they've been saying about Chronicles X is that it's in the same sphere of existence like it's all the same, same franchise but it's kind of I don't even know if it's universe it's just the same conceptually the same place I guess but it's like Final Fantasy yeah that's I'm, probably I'm the best, sure be like the best example yeah.
1: completely different stories completely different worlds but they borrow the same mechanics somewhat yeah
0: I find it interesting oh, yeah. yeah cause or, even the like, Combat's like, now new cause you have up to four people in your party
1: yeah or like the Tales games like every game is you know what the Tales game because of certain things, yeah. but they're not
0: the same, like That's universe. basically what they're trying to do. They're trying to make Xenoblade or the Xenos. Probably they're probably gonna do Xenoblade because Xeno is a thing, but they're basically making it Nintendo's RPG franchise.
1: Yeah. But so far I haven't seen any blades, with guns. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh yeah, it's actually really true. I mean but... the first
1: one definitely centered around a blade of swords. Yeah, so. I'm
0: not. But I don't know. But it, it's interesting because like yeah, I want to see more blade. Give it give it time. <laughs> well hey, he's in a military called Blade there you go, there you go. Xeno yeah. Blade. Right. oh by the way Blade's an acronym for some who knows what no, yeah, I, I, I don't remember what it was it's but, it was a <laughs> but uh it, it is interesting to watch Nintendo suddenly pour so much money and effort into the Xenoblade games like the original on Wii barely even came to America we had a petition for it and now suddenly they're positioning this as their next big franchise Shulks and Smash Chronicles 3D is about to come out on 3DS as a way to like prime the pump for this uh chronicles x is going to have a japanese hardware bundle with an art book to try and get like jrpg fans to hop on board that don't have a wii U yet they are gonna push this thing hard it's really interesting to see them do such a about face i'm like oh yeah we have this rpg we don't think it's gonna sell we're just gonna tuck it in the corner for the west and then suddenly they're like hey have you heard of xenoblade do you know who shulk is are you really feeling it you should buy this game like (laughs) it's just like it's such an (laughs) abrupt you know it's such a crazy 180. I mean it's cool, it's great that Nintendo's actually investing in a new IP like this, but it's 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 weird to see for no rhyme or reason the complete reversal. I'm sure in Japan the game sold well and that is helping drive this, but here in the States they didn't even release that many.
1: Yeah. So but I did popularity many... is probably popular, pop popularity popularity definitely is growing.
0: Yeah, and Shulk and Smash
1: is certainly a large. Oh yeah, like I, I, I would say he's the new um Captain Falcon Taunt Wise. Oh I, yeah, like especially because he has like all all three of his taunts like people seem to really love. I already make
0: I already made a reference to him feeling it like just now. Yeah,
1: like I don't know. I, I kind of like taunts that where the character talks are like actually, is more tauntish. Yeah, but um I don't know Captain Falcon. he just has that Show Me Your Moves. Like the other ones, people kind of forget what they are. Right. But yeah, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. Show bro. Me Your Moves even gone to Mario Kart. Yeah. On the billboard. But Shulk has his... is the Monado's power. He's kind of cool. Yeah. No, he's yeah. a cool character. And, and he... he said this is it Shulk Time or Shulk Time. It's like his other one. He says Shulk Time? Yeah, like
0: it's Shulk Time or something like that. Of course he would say that.
1: I mean, he was he says, oh, I'm Shulk. really feeling it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually in the real game. Well, not I'm really, but I'm feeling it. Which is funny because um, kind of pivoting here. Nintendo here in the States, we didn't have the Chronicles X direct, obviously, because not obviously, I don't know why we didn't, but we did have a new trailer for Chronicles 3D coming to New 3DS, and in the trailer, n- literally less than five seconds after Shulk starts talking, he goes, I'm feeling it! And it's just like, oh, I wonder who that's pandering to. No. But um, like, I, I counted. I went back and rewatched it and counted how many seconds it took for him to say it, and it was five seconds from when they put him on screen and he opens his mouth to saying I'm feeling it. And it's just like, alright. But, uh, but yeah, we did get some new news on Chronicles 3D. Um, It's funny, I think I'm actually coming around, I'm actually picking this up now, because I'm getting a new 3DS, I might as well get the only known exclusive for the new 3DS, which is this. But they released this new trailer, it was two and a half minutes of footage, and then they also confirmed that uh, Amiibo support is now included, is now officially included in Chronicles 3D, and StreetPass support is included. Now, as you may recall, last episode we were saying that Monster Games' developer was not adding anything new, except an art gallery and a music player. So Street Pass and Amiibo, ooh, does that mean new content? No, it means you get coins that you then use to buy access to songs and artwork. So if you tap your Shulk Smash Bros Amiibo onto the game, you'll get coins. If you Street Pass, you get coins. That's it. Once or multiple times a day? Uh, I Hiro assume Warriors? it's gonna be a one a day thing. They didn't say Nintendo only. Here's what's weird: Nintendo only announced this in a tweet. They didn't even put out a press release or even like mention it on their website. But yeah, for the for the Amiibo, I assume it's once a day, like Hyrule Warriors. That's how they do it. For street passing, it's, you know, however much you street pass. But, uh, so, it, it, I mean, it's nice that they're doing that, but, like, they could have done a bit more, right? But I will say that the um, the trailer looked... You could have given um the
1: main character, like, a Shulk outfit, if you scanned the Shulk See, that would be so. Some... Maybe they're still going to announce that. Or maybe
0: a little Monado weapon that you could use. See, I, I would not be surprised if they still announce that, because that makes too much sense for them to skip out on. And they're doing it with Codename Steams. Scan the Fire Emblem yeah. guys and get Fire Emblem guys. Yeah, yeah Nintendo, <laughs> Monster Games, come on. I know you guys are just wanting to make the next Excite, Bike, Truck, Bots, but at least think of things like this. Actually, I take that back. I want them to make the next Excite, try, excite Truck, Bots, Bike, whatever. Um, but did you did you see the new trailer for the three Chronicles 3D? It's graphically interesting. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what i realized. After I, I played the Codename
1: Steam. I, I almost thought it kind of like, it almost looks
0: worse than the Wii one. It does. But. In 2D on a computer screen.
1: But it's like, okay.
0: I don't know. It looks worse than the Wii one in 2D on a computer screen. But you know I realized? You know what Codename Steam taught me? I saw the footage. We've talked about it on the show before. We saw the footage on IGN, on Nintendo.com, on YouTube, and we're like, this looks ugly then I played the game and I went this looks great in 3D like it really looks it good kind of ugly. I did <laughs> but it looks great on the 3DS like I love the look of coding scene now I am positive Xenoblade Saga or Saga wow Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is going to be the exact same situation you can see where the 3ds go work well. You at the end they pan out and there's little parkour effects flying around. I'm like that's gonna look cool in 3D. No, no, yeah. So like, I, I it's, can definitely see that. It's the same. The thing textures like, are gonna go not be an issue. I feel like. it's
1: the same thing with Monster Hunter on the 3ds. Like mm-hmm. footage and um, just kind of looking at it in 2D. Like everything looks like it would just be cluttered because everything is so detailed. Yeah. But when you look at it in 3D, it's like whoa, like everything is just no, oh, no, it's crazy. Like you're kind of surprised it's even running properly. On the I 3DS. feel like
0: the problem with the 3ds is Nintendo doesn't do anti-aliasing on it at all. Which means there's jagged Uh-oh. edges everywhere. So in 3D it's a non-issue because the separation is clear. Yeah. But when you push them on to 2D and then put them on a computer screen where the resolution is like shrunk down then re-blown up, so it's like doubly, you know, doubly like messed with. It looks awful. Every game looks awful. But then you play it on 3DS. So I'm like, oh, th- this looks nice. So Nintendo might want to figure out a better way to show off their games mm. in videos. I, there is no way. I, I don't know how they would do that, but. But yeah we also know by the way that uh, Chronicles 3D is coming out April 10th we knew it was April we now have a day that is four days I think it's four days uh, yeah four days after the first anniversary uh, or the third anniversary of the first scene of Blade releasing in America really it's been that long it came wow. out in, on April 6 2012 and now on April 10th 2015 we get it again on a different system in in 3D hmm. I
2: just
0: thought that was interesting that they put them so close together it might just be a coincidence but but either way, kind of, kind of a nice little nod to its history. Um, the other major game this spring that Nintendo's coming out with is, of course, Splatoon. And there's also some information on that to discuss. Uh, this comes courtesy of J- Japan's Famitsu magazine. Good and, uh... What? I thought you said good old Famitsu. Yep, good old Famitsu. So. I don't understand why Famitsu's still uh, able to exist, but all the U.S. gaming magazines... I guess Famitsu's the game informer of Japan. Because, like, in America, the, uh all of them died off except Game Informer basically and yeah in Japan Famitsu seems to be going strong Maybe it's just different cultures but either way Splatoon's their other big game coming out and like Xenoblade it too has a major online component except obviously in the case of Splatoon it's a much 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 more integral part of the experience so um, we learned a couple new things about how online multiplayers go work that are kind of worth noting one of the biggest and most I would say kind of most surprising is unlike Mario Kart which is probably the nearest comparison game in terms of how online set up you will not be able to play unless you have full capacity of eight players. If you try and do a four by four on four match, you're stuck until that eighth player shows up. It won't go well. Seven works because they need to be even. Yeah. So they are. They, there's no AI computer characters either in multiplayer online.
1: Well, that means like they really focused on four on four. Like that means you yep. can't even do three on three. Nope.
2: Hmm. At least for random. I mean, like at least the, for I mean, That's
1: good, but like, I can see this being a real big. I mean. I guess, like, way down the road, like, let's say this game doesn't really sell well, or for whatever reason, it just doesn't sure. really hit, that potentially means you might, might be almost impossible
0: to find a match at some point. Yeah, which is a little concerning, especially because they're not even building in AI characters in case you can't find a match. Yeah. Like, there's no single-player battle mode. If you want to do battles, you go online, or you do what... They're building a local, local multiplayer mode. That's a new thing they announced. So, um, and obviously that one can't be eight players, so there'll be some variation, but you won't be able to do the online mode, the online fighting in an offline manner or if you're in eight Yeah, people.
1: And because of this, um they also said that well, I guess it's because of this that they don't have other modes because then But they do. No no, no no, like online if for the Oh yeah, yeah. yeah if, that, if for yeah. the eight for the four on four because mm-hmm. then that's taking away those people that you're waiting on potentially. Yeah. Kinda like and this is basically counter strike. You can't that, do counter strike one on one. Yeah, and, and that's kinda smart 'cause um Transformers Follow Cybertron for PS3 I mm-hmm. um, had this problem where um, I'd be looking for matches um, sometimes they had like I think six different game modes they, they had a few different game modes Yeah. and um, I remember I would go to Team Deathmatch and there's like barely anyone playing and I'm like okay that's still fine that, that, that's probably the funnest mode that's fine but then I wanted to try one of the other modes and there's like maybe one or two and they're like not enough to join then I, okay I'm gonna try a different mode another one and then that one had like three people so not enough all the other modes didn't have enough and all of those people yeah. could have like easily gone to another one, but they're, they're, and I know they're, they're the the problem
0: with that. Is like you as a super hardcore gamer know. Oh well, there're obviously people playing in other modes. But if you're a more casual person that picks up Splatoon and you go and you go into like this obscure mode that no one's playing, like paint by numbers mode or whatever,
1: yeah,
0: you're gonna be like, did no one buy this game? This is stupid, and not play it as much. And Nintendo wants to keep engagement up. Yeah, so it so makes, sense it makes a lot of sense. I mean,
1: at least this way they could make more maps focused on this one thing. Yeah. Blah, 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 And
0: I mean, there's still the full single-player mode, which is going to be kind of... Pla- they say it's going to be platformer-heavy. It's going to focus a lot on the ink transforming, or the squid inkling transforming. Uh, and they do have the local multiplayer, so there are options if you can't find people online. It's just not the same experience. And if you do play online, and you're playing random people, a bit of bad news, there will be mm-hmm. no way to communicate with them during the game like at friends? all. friends? Friends they didn't say. All they said is strangers you can't communicate with. During a match, what's interesting is after a match, they will all appear in your uh, plaza. You know the like uh, inkling, inkling yeah. plaza, and you can go up to them, and you can view their item, la- uh, weapon loadout. You can view their items they're wearing. You can view a comment they left. You can leave them a comment. So you can kind of do this weird one-way communication via Meverse, I would assume. But and then I guess you could PM them on Meverse. But there's no way to say plan a battle strategy or have yeah, a back and forth conversation because for those
1: kind of games like you need it. Yeah, and because I mean, I feel like this game, it feels like very like I could compare it to Team Fortress in a way because that's it's like very yeah, Team Fortress because that's just multiplayer focus. Like, yep. it, it basically only has one mode that people really play, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But um,
0: I don't know communication. It's like, I, don't know, I guess it seems crucial for a squad-based shooting game. Yeah, and they could, and Nintendo could argue, well, hey, when you play online, you're not playing for kills, you're playing for paint. All they feel, care about is percentage more, of the field that's not It kind painted.
1: of feels like more reason you want yeah. to communicate because it's like, all right, I'm going to try to focus on taking down the people yep. while you focus on yep. spreading the ink. But if everyone's not talking, then they're all going to all know. right, so I guess I'm going to... And then everyone just starts attacking. And then
0: What I'm really hoping for, again, who knows, they didn't say friends aren't going to happen. Now, what if you had a clan system? What if you could form a clan with me versus friends? And then your clan can communicate with itself as you play sh- groups of strangers. Like, if you move as a unit of four people. They left that there. All they said is, if you're playing with strangers, period. If you're playing with strangers... Well, I guess that's a thing
1: about strangers, I guess. It sounds like they might have some sort of thing in place.
0: Yeah, like, if they did a clan system... Whether it's ideal or not, I don't know, but a clan system would be cool. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to do that, but they're... We're still very early in the hype cycle for Splatoon, so I'm sure it's going to be a lot more revealed, and a clan system would make the most sense to me. Like, because then you can communicate with your friends. And, I mean, here's the thing. Nintendo... They're so finally caught up with online in so many ways. Mario Kart does it super well. It has the replays of Mario Kart TV, eShop. They finally like understand downloading games. You can even pre-purchase them. DLC makes sense. Like it's all there. Yet somehow they can't do voice chat. Oh my god! Yeah, no. Games from 1996 on PCs that had dial-up internet and you're playing over di- or like low DSL could do voice chat. How can Nintendo not do voice chat? So that's why, that's why I really think there's gonna be a clan system or at least some sort of friend communication method. There has to be. But the things they are doing right in online is they're gonna do a, you're gonna matchmake based on skill level Mario Kart style, and if they can't find someone in your skill level, they'll just slowly start broadening the the search. You're not just gonna be like anyone goes now. They'll just keep inching a bigger and bigger net. So that that that's nice. That's good. That's something Nintendo does really well. I feel like is the skill based matchmaking. I mean, every game to some extent well, has it, but
1: not Smash Brothers.
0: I take it back. You're right. Smash Brothers does The one Mario Kart does it well.
1: The one game that should doesn't. Blame Soccer yeah, like, like I mean, yeah, that's even worse because then like you're gonna be play- good people will be playing against people that just started, and that's like the opposite of what I feel soccer would want. Yeah, you want the, I guess the serious people with the serious people and mm-hmm. the fun people. But
0: see, that's what for glory versus for fun was supposed to address. It did not. No, but because you have everybody to. playing every mode. I know, I mean, but it was supposed to be you learn the ropes and for fun, you start mastering them, and then if you want to get competitive, you jump to for glory. Of course, that's not how anyone plays, but I think that was the mindset. Because he even pitches, like, if you're in for serious fighting, there's for glory. If you just want to have some fun, there's for yeah, and, fun. And,
1: and there's people that, like, I mean, I don't give given who they have to play with, like, they think they're at this level, but then yeah. they play someone and destroy them, and they're like, whoa. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, Smash is an interesting situation. And it, it's funny, they just pushed that update the other week. Oh, yeah. Like, out of nowhere. But yeah, it's an interesting situation. We'll talk about that in a sec, but it's an interesting situation because... um I forgot about that. I it's think. like they somehow knew this was an issue and then proceeded to ignore it at this. Point. <laughs> like I like the four fun for glory thing. Like I was starting to say, kind of makes sense. But then, as you pointed out, people play everything. There sure sh- and it's and the global smash. You know what screwed them over was the global smash rank. Nothing. Like
1: barely even used.
0: It's not. They announced I it I like it's, it's, it's a thing. There. Yeah, they announced it's a thing. You know, like, it matters except it really doesn't whatsoever because you would think they would matchmate based on your ranking number or r- inverse ranking number Yeah, but whatever instead They ended up ranking is.
1: the worst possible, like the things you would you least care about to rank yourself against.
0: People. Yeah. And then you're stu- And then, yeah, because it was like between that and oh, if, if you're serious they'll do for glory or yeah, for glory. Between the two of those they didn't account for good players just wanting to mess around. They didn't ca- account for novices wanting to wanting to play competitive, super competitively right out the gate and they screwed up the, the uh, power rankings or yeah, yeah, global but, smash power
1: um, whatever it's they really
0: should sure just like copy Mario Kart because Mario Kart's was so good I Mario mean, Kart's on point like yeah, even Mario though Kart's you, great
1: even though it's not like a clear like oh okay I rank number one like, it doesn't matter you have your VR system so you're always paired
0: with people yep. if you're yeah, and that's when I was saying that until master Mastered. Yeah. I was thinking Mario Kart in particular because yeah. I, I can't help but compare every Splatoon game, like, to Mario Kart every time I see Splatoon. It's
1: because like, like, Sonic, Ospers, everything has the exact same ranking system. The it's VR, like, yeah, this, well, yeah, well, different name. I don't know what yeah. they help yet, but still in the thousands, like it, they
0: use that system. Yeah, because it works. And I'm yeah. hope yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping Splatoon every game does ever somewhere. except Smash Brothers. <laughs> Splatoon has a level system, so I guess that's VR just with a different numbering scheme
1: yeah like even Monster Hunter they have their your ranking yeah but I mean you can play with anybody it's like a self-moderated thing where you have to put on your little lobby like oh only looking for this rank and up
0: and the thing and that's and it's co-op anyway so yeah. it's not that's like right. so That's like, totally or they're like
1: anyone welcome
0: we'll help you out cause yeah.
1: we're bros or whatever cause
0: we're bro- bros Ami uh, by the way can we just note Not it's not negative or positive let's just put out there that Amiibo people are calling themselves Ami bros now that's a thing I just want people to be no, aware no,
1: I, I saw a lot of tweets about I'm um, hey, reading a lot of Reddit posts on the day after um, the day uh, that Rosalina came out yep. and like oh I made a bunch of um, Amiibos today Like, oh, all, you know Taylor Swift hey. has
0: her Swifties Bieber has his Beliebers Directioners are for One Direction and Amiibos are Amiibo fans we are equal to teenage girls obsessing over pop stars just we're looking at plastic figurines which you could argue aren't much different from a pop star who's equally plastic I'm here all week. Anyway, uh, I was proud of that one. So Smash Bros. We were gonna talk Smash Bros. Um, yeah, Fifteen more stages. Yeah, we brought up the updates. Now's a good time to it's mention that
1: because um, we played a lot of eight-player Smash, and we do run out of stages pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's. You know, I wonder if this is an example of Nintendo using all. You know how like when you signed in Smash Bros. the first time or boot up for the first time, it's like, hey, can we collect your data anonymously and send it to ourselves for like gameplay tracking and stuff? I wonder if this is the product of that. Like I wonder if Nintendo saw that eight player smash is way more common and way more used than they expected, and they're like, might as well give them, this, give them what they want and throw some more levels and there are people are gonna get bored. That's just my gut feeling, especially because like they cut corners for those. So for those who don't know, there's fifteen new options for eight player smashes. I'm just gonna read through the list real quick. You can now do Mario Circuit, both Final Destination and Normal. Luigi's Mansion, Omega? the Pyro Sphere, yeah. Uh Pyro Sphere, Lilac Cruise, Omega, and Normal. Look at me adapting on the fly. Uh, you can do Pokemon Name 2, Omega, and Normal. You can do, what? Like
1: a true Smash player.
0: Yeah. Uh, you can do Animal Crossing Town and City, both, which is one stage, I don't know why I say it like that, Omega and Normal, or you can do Animal Crossing Smashville, or you can do Wii Fit Studio. Think about those. That's a pretty good list. But they cut corners to make those work. Wii Fit Studio, no reflections when you're fighting when there's eight players. Mario Kart, no Shy Guys dry in the background. Lilac Cruise, no ships flying in the background. That doesn't seem very Sakurai-ish to me. So Mas- Masir Sakurai the guy that makes yeah. he's very obsessed over details and he would never under normal circumstances say oh sure we put in all this time and energy animating the ships in the background and having the like shy guys f- drive by just take them out it's okay like he's very he seems like such a stickler for the small details which is what makes Smash so great in many ways is the sheer bombardment of like perfect content so this definitely seems like it's something where it's like reactionary and there's like oh the is showing People are playing eight-player Smash more. We kind of only gave them like five stages, a little more. Maybe we'll bend the rule. Maybe we just suck it up yeah. and do a, a dumb down because I as they stage. get
1: it to work. And I don't know. Some some stages kind of feel a little better, not mm-hmm. better, but well, I mean, I do like my lava. If level sometimes, but um,
0: oh yeah, Pyrosphere loses
1: the lava completely.
0: Well, no, well, Pyrosphere or not Pyrosphere, is... um, yeah, uh, Pyrosphere Norfair. Do I even put that on my list here? Yeah,
1: well, had... I didn't even include it on the list. Parasphere had Ridley, that which was taken out. Yeah, taken out. And now. I mean, like, I don't know, it's fun playing with Ridley, but I mean, I also kind of want to play on that stage like with the platform that they are, or yeah. Norfair with. I mean, because Norfair has a very unique platform setup where it's kind of like a V, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like the lava kind of blocks half of it sometimes. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It, it almost creates like a entire different uh, stage. Like, it just honestly, like a skin. Um, Sakurai... For his um Omega mode should we call it? Should it just been like the stage without the hazards? Yeah, but people, I think like, like if you notice that like, well, well a lot uh, of people
0: like the flatness though.
1: You'd think that, but that's kind of not, not the true case. at all. Interesting. Um I would say like I've played in a few online tournaments sure. and I'd say the most banned stage or the stage that ends up getting not played the most is Final Destination and <laughs> Omega. Like I would say, even on this recent tournament Apex, like yeah. I guess one of the higher profile tournaments, yeah, Nintendo was um, there. I say ninety percent of the stages fought on were Smashville or Battlefield. Because of the platforms. Like, it was rare that it was Final Destination or an Omega. Interesting. Like, and I would say it was magical pretty much almost the entire time because it kind of has both. It has, like, one platform and it has, like, a flat area. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you would even see, I, I saw um, Castle Siege, you know, the transforming stage. Yes. I'm, more times yeah. than I saw Final Destination. Even, um, uh, what's that one called? The Halberd? The, the, the Halberd. One? That's what it's called. The, one that the has, Halberd. It's literally Halberd. called the Halberd. Um, that one—the one that has the laser that shoots at you and the ball on the claw—that yeah, that was more was, common.
0: Yeah, that's quite a that's quite a change. So
1: uh, I mean, a thief that has hazards was used. At, I don't know. I just, it is
0: funny this many years or this many months after Smash came out to now see like the cracks beginning to show. Well, in, I think in it, it, it. I think it was more not like, the cracks, but the miscalculations. I the think it was it more
1: um the joke about Fox's only final destination became so big mm. that Sakurai kind of thought it was like, oh, that must be what people want. Yep. But I mean, players are. I mean, they complain a lot, but they're kind of adaptive. They'll be like, "Okay, Smash Brothers is this game." Yes. Um. Obviously, it's a platform fighter, so you kind of have to just adapt to the platforms. I mean, kind of like characters, you do pick stages to counteract what people pick. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're picking uh, Rosalina. I'm gonna pick a stage with a lot of platforms. Oh, they're picking Little Mac. I'm gonna not pick Final Destination. Like, it's it's yeah. own. It's like a whole separate. Which is either. definitely
0: something that he did not account for. I, yeah, because I yeah, like, now
1: that it's all found destination Omega form, like I mean, like Rob kind of does really good on those. because there's yeah. nothing to block my lasers.
0: And the thing is, this is something that Sakurai couldn't account for. Like you don't know how people will adapt to what's offered to them until you like do a thorough play test, which yeah. is kind of why I'm glad Nintendo has this anonymous data collection and seems to be using it with eight player Smash oh, yeah, because definitely. they can adapt, they can adjust things.
1: And I think that you. A lot of people were thinking it would have been fine if it was just uh, if it would randomly pick between like they could have had an omega and an
0: alpha version of each right. stage
1: where the alpha is a battlefield clone and the omega is a final definition clone and that that's is it. triple
0: the game data though or triple the stage data though yeah
1: but have, I mean yeah. Yeah. but that's
0: actually a really good idea that'd be some, that'd be interesting to see if they do because there's a lot of stuff that got cut. From this, that I wonder if he'll ever come back in. Like, there's a lot of stuff well, I mean, they found still, stuff on the disc I mean, that never still, made it. I mean, we're still
1: waiting for that tournament mode that
0: they yeah. promised. Yeah. Well, tournament like, mode, the Meverse stage, Mewtwo, all those are still coming. Yeah. But Sakurai has said in interviews that he doesn't really want to real DLC. But then you see, like, then there's stuff like what we're discussing now. Where out of nowhere, the eight players suddenly stages kind of just show up. up. Yeah. But that's kind I of, think he's going to. But but
1: I, I can't. I don't. It's not. Doesn't refuse. It doesn't feel fair to say that because obviously I'm not the one developing the game. Yeah. But, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of times that people out there that he could like ask for help or even like outsource it to, but he just doesn't want to let go of it. That is kind of
0: creating his own problems. He might be letting go of it. That's what's interesting is... um Like he said, like, oh, is
1: that good news around me? Like, I can't see anyone working on it, but I want to be part of it. Oh, yeah. But he, I don't he, want to be part he,
0: of it. He's kind of bringing it on himself, but at the same time, he's in a weird situation because he... Is going on record now that developing this game really wore him down. He he has a, a semi-regular um, Famitsu column, and he was saying in it that like this could be his last Smash Brothers, like legitimately. And the reason or is that he was, game in general, right? Or, or yeah, game in general. You're right, yeah. But I don't buy that. I think Smash Brothers possibly because basically what's happening is he's had some serious health issues. He has a weird thing with his wrist where he could barely play a video game without his whole arm being in pain. He was working insane hours. It's very stressful to make the banner game for Nintendo for a year. And um, basically, it. And then he did it two times at once. Like, he doubled because he did 3DS and Wii U. So he was saying in this thing that um, this is a direct quote It was very tough this time around. I doubt I'll be able to go on making games if it continues like this. But I consider myself lucky that so many people seem to enjoy Smash. So at least he, you know, can balance it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Exactly. But I don't think. A, I think he's serious this time. He said the same thing for Brawl. He said, oh, I'm I'm over. he said I'm not going to do another Smash. Yeah, he sounded really tired. But the thing with Brawl is he said, I'm, I don't want to do another Smash. Like, I'm done with Smash. It was a lot of work. I want to move on to other projects. So he did equally big projects like Kid Icarus Uprising. And then came, well, not equally, but, you know, another content-heavy game. And then came back to Smash. This time, he sounds like he is physically unable to do it again. So all his talk of DLC, all his talk of, um, you know, this is it, what we announce is all we're doing. In the back of my mind, I keep thinking, he's serious. Nintendo might move forward with other stuff, but Sakurai himself, unfortunately, I think is seriously done with Smash. Which sucks, because it's his vision, it's his thing, he knows exactly how to... well new retirement? I, no, I think he's still going to make games. That's the thing. I think he's done with Smash, but my gut feeling is he's going to make small projects. Mobile games? No, no, no. For Nintendo. Through Sora, LTD. I think what's going to happen is he's going to make little things for the eShop or smaller scale games. We're not going to see a thing like kirby air ride or kid icarus uprising or smash bros where there's so much content you don't even know like how to begin playing it mm-hmm. we're gonna and they're see they're all
1: gonna have that same menu yeah <laughs> same <laughs> seriously menu.
0: but i feel yeah i feel like well his wife makes all those menus so he like, can't he can't fire her still... but uh and they do work but yeah i feel like um we're gonna see smaller projects maybe they'll have the oh, same menu like
1: the menus in Bra, i don't know i have some issues with how
0: some of the things are laid out the menus in in the new smash and kid icarus as well it's weird that because the buttons aren't even, so you're just like yeah, they it, emphasize things it, 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 and it, deemphasize like things, of one of things like, for like, no
1: reason. It's like when you're kind of just moving to where you want to go, like it kind of like, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's gonna move up. Oh, okay, <laughs> to, I
0: don't know. It's it's not laid out in a it, it, world where after that, like, on a like, grid. It doesn't. Yeah, make like sense. if
1: you could reach out, I mean, I guess if there was connect and you could kind of see your hand, you're like pressing everything like a giant button.
0: I guess that would work. Even that's weird though, because it's like, oh, I don't want to play. I want to play uh, like eight player Smash, not normal Smash. Let me just move. Over to the right and then down about two thirds of the yeah. other button, but not to below the but, button. Yeah,
1: all <laughs> his seems like they're very touch friendly, like for the and yeah, touch does it work? And, and, and yeah, they don't even use it like that. So
0: that's a patch I want Nintendo to do is, is add touch to that. Yeah. I said this when we reviewed the game. Like, yeah, just flip the screen. Yeah, just just yeah, it, it does make sense. But anyway, um, I, it's I honestly kid think, Icarus, why can't he do? It? Yeah, it makes zero sense. But I honestly think well, um, maybe
1: cutting corners for memory. I don't know possibly because I mean, I, you can move the icons around remember if you hold them. oh yeah it was, very, it was a very playful menu so playful very playful see that could
0: be his next game just a menu you play with it's a small scale project he won't you hurt his risk for like a dollar you get like you get a menu yeah. and when you press it it's just like there is Sound no game and you move
1: stuff and there's just around. no game
0: attached no but I can see him doing stuff like what Game Freak does on the side like they had that Block Boy thing in Japan that just came out which is a little puzzle platform they did Harmonite or not Game Freak sorry Hal Hal and Game Freak how did the Block Boy, Game for did. dad? Yes. Yes. Walter White developed this great little... Walter White created Kirby. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Sakura used to work with Walter White. And when they were super high on meth, they came up with Kirby. It all makes sense now, doesn't it? Little... They saw a vacuum, and they're like, what if he was a pink ball? And it wasn't dirt. It was food that gave him powers, and enemies that gave him powers. Boom, Kirby. No, but uh, I could see him doing like, small-scale projects, like eShop projects, and I'm hoping he gets better enough to do big stuff, but I don't know. Because I mean, even like even with how much Nash had, it was still missing content. There's stuff they found on the disc just recently that it's kind of interesting if this comes out now as the updates are happening, but there's stuff on the disc that was kind of interesting. They, um, there's a whole Dr. Mario... Like, people dug through the contents of the disc and found assets that weren't used. There are assets implying a whole Dr. Mario stage. There are assets implying a virus assist trophy, like the Dr. Mario viruses. There are assets of move animations for custom move sets for existing characters that just never were used. There was even um, oh, what was the last one? Oh, the chorus men. Of course, there was even the chorus men. There are assets for the chorus men, who were rumored to be a fighter at the same time that Shulk and all the other ones that came true so were. The, so whoever saw that probably saw it like in development and then and they got cut for whatever reason, possibly because of the time crunch. I was saying earlier that uh, this was Nintendo's banner game of the year sakurai said in interviews they made that abundantly clear to him it needs to come out this year so if you have to cut stuff cut stuff but needs be out this year. that's why we don't have tournament mode yet so we don't have Miiverse yet so his comments about no dlc and i'm sure that didn't help with his stress by the way and his physical ailment but um this random dlc with eight players makes me think all that stuff on the disc may one day ga- one day get used Whether if saying oh yeah we're not doing more dlc or not nintendo's gonna say it's there we have developers it's your vision we're just gonna implement what you originally wanted and then he can back away, and he could say, "I'm not doing DLC. DLC is not happening. We're not making new content because you're not. You're adapting half-made assets with stuff saved mm. on a local hard drive somewhere." So there's there's ways it could happen. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation because I love the Smash series, and it's soc- it, it's Sakurai. <laughs> it sucks that Sakurai uh, might be backing away, but I think he I think he's serious. I would be very happy to be wrong on this, but I get the impression this time around. I'm kind of curious how a uh,
1: non-Sakurai Smash would look.
0: It's called poking Tournament.
1: I guess we'll find out in four years,
0: five mm-hmm. years. One per
1: console, so, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: four or five years. Well, actually, yeah, because Brawl to, I mean, Brawl to this one was six years. Or no, five years, five years. So. But then Melee to Brawl was eight years. Mm-hmm. So you never know. It's one per generation. What was 64 to Melee? Uh, 99 to 2000. Only two years. Wow. 99 to 2001. That's nothing. Yeah, but Smash Bros. didn't become a phenomenon until Melee. So, and, and, and the N64 one came out very late in the life cycle of the N64. Originally it started out as a polygonal fire with no Nintendo characters, and then someone at Nintendo said to Guy, why don't you just put Nintendo characters? And he's like, oh, yeah. Nintendo's main mascot is beating each other up? Oh, they wouldn't be up for that. And then they were. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But, so that that's pretty much it for Nintendo first-party news, but there were a couple third-party games worth mentioning. Um, starting off with a, fan, a favorite franchise of ours here on the... Random Nintendo podcast, and that's Mutant Muds, which is getting a brand new entry of sorts on 3DS and Wii U, called Mutant Muds Super Challenge. So it's it's not exactly a sequel. It's not exactly an expansion pack. It's kind of a weird in between where it's going to be a separate release of 40 new levels. It's they're describing it. They being a reggae kid, the developers are describing it as like Mutant Muds 1.5 kind of. They call it a stepping stone to the sequel. In other words, the Lion King one and a half. Yeah. In other words, it's for the fans to give them something more to do and it's gonna be harder significantly so it's really for the fans and then i guess the idea is the name's gonna be out there more i mean they didn't say this this is me speculating now but my hunch is the name's gonna be out there more as a result which is a good way to get early buzz to get people remembering about mute muds in time for the sequel and that will boost sales that's my gut feeling because like keep it relevant yeah because if they did dlc that wouldn't really work because like look at Hyrule warriors we weren't even going to talk about this on the show just the other day they released the Majora's Mask DLC pack for Haru Warriors comes with Tingle as a playable character Young Link um, some new Impa, weapons and items Impa, Impa, yeah so it has some stuff it has some cool stuff Tingle looks ridiculous in the game it's DLC for a game that came out in September if it was for the fact that I was making reference in regards to this we were not going to talk about it DLC doesn't get attention DLC doesn't get covered so if they release this Mutant Muds pack as DLC just to reward fans no one's going to care put it as a separate game you get the coverage you get word of mouth you prime the pump that's the second time you use this expression today. Yeah, how weird. Uh, but you, you prime the pump third time <laughs> for uh, you know, getting getting it back on the eShop on the home page. Like it's a way to really build some buzz and then they can do mutant months too and be like, look how crazy this is compared to what we just came out with. So it's it's a smart marketing strategy. But more to the point, Mutant Months is a really fun game, and we're now we're getting forty more levels of it. All with new like world themes and everything. So that that should be good. No price yet, no release date yet. But still, it's it's nice to see Ranged Kid continuing to support the franchise in, or yeah, continue to support the fans that support that. Has a lot on his plate. So. He does. I, I, mean, I he, mean, it's a team. It's not just Jules. What's going oh, yeah. name by himself? But
1: yeah, well, they. I mean, like I'm sure they have like some people working on the Dimension remakes. I'm pretty sure he said that was going to. be Yeah,
0: dementia, uh, Dimension Gang a gang remade for the eShop. Moon Chronicles just episode two, three, four just came out, so that's done now.
1: Oh, still have they treasure have Treasure Knots,
0: knots Which was supposed to come out last year But then Zeo Drifter delayed it to this year And Treasure Knots was already a year late last year It's kind of feel feel like, like a side feet... Like
1: he was working on there. They're like eh, I kind of feel like making this game And then he just kind of makes this other game and... You know
0: what's funny? That's literally what I said about Zeo Drifter He's like Yeah, I had this great idea for this game Zeo Drifter Or however you call it uh, And so I just put Treasure Knots on hold <laughs> I'm like Alright Guess you can do what you want um, But yeah, I mean I, I think It's funny because Mute Muds Is like the one constant they've had like, they did the DLC for it previously, the free upgrade. Oh, yeah, the, the deluxe. Ghost, the ghost levels and then the retro levels. Yeah, yeah. so they, they kept kept it going and now they're doing a step forward and then they'll do a sequel. It's also interesting that they're basically confirming another game while announcing a game. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, so that's mute Mods. On the other end of the spectrum, there's uh, a company who's basically taking a familiar franchise and exposing it to new fans instead of taking a franchise and rewarding the fans as a way to get the name out to new people you know i mean like it's a different it's kind of the opposite approach and what i'm talking about is badland the very very popular ios and android like silhouetted platformer thing where you're that flying alien guy that is now going to get a game of the year edition that's coming to every possible system on the planet including wii U, but not 3ds so not every system uh but yeah it's gonna be on xbox playstation linux mac pc wii u and it's going to actually have quite a lot of stuff. It's more than a with of Commodore the one we It's over? going to be on Atari 2600. I can't wait to play it on the Game Gear. I can't wait to bust out that brick of a Game Gear that I've never actually owned. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing some cool stuff with this because they could very easily go, oh, Badlands is a huge hit on mobile, pour it over, make it work with buttons, call it a day. But they're expanding it in some interesting ways because for those who have never played, how it works is basically you're this bat-alien-flying- Guy, I don't know what he is. He's in, he's silhouetted, and all you do is tap to stay in the air and just solve puzzles by flying through. It's like Flappy Bird, but not ridiculous. It, that's actually a horrible comparison because it's a platformer. You're doing puzzles using him, but you keep your momentum going by tapping. So what they're doing now is they're adding new controls. completely So now, can you tap to go forward? You can control his speed, and you can even go backwards. And what that means is they have to redo a whole lot of puzzles around new mechanics. So they're promising there's going to be a lot of levels, something like 100 single player levels, many of which ported from the first game, many which retroact or you know retrofitted for new controls. Then on top of that, there's a co-op mode now with 100 more levels. They're saying that this this port of a mobile game, which is coming being you know a, di- a affordable digital release, is going to have 15 hours of content. Oh wow! Yeah. Like that's how you do. That's a lot of. That is how you do it. You don't do what Angry Birds Trilogy did. You don't just pour it over and call and like literally make the same thing oh, in one bundle. I still
1: chart thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Well, this is gonna be like practically. I mean, Badland itself is a pretty big game on iOS, but this Never is heard of it. really. Yeah. It's pretty pop. It was. It's. It was one of the like. I've kind ton- of been out of the iOS game. It's for old. It's around a couple of years ago. I, I think it's before you got your iPhone. That's why. Uh, well, but no, it's it's a good game, but um. I, played a, I, I have it. I just haven't invested a ton of time into it. But it was a pretty lengthy game from my understanding. Would you double dip? But, uh, you know, I'd consider it because it is really fun. They have clever puzzles and 200 levels. They haven't announced price. They just said it's coming to spring to the eShop. But, I mean, if it's an eShop game, it's, you're looking at 20 max, I would say. Probably 15 max, honestly. I can see it's, so I can see it's going 15. And that's, a, that's, you know, way less than what Angry Birds Troji played. Uh, charge for nothing extra so this is how you do it folks look at what frog mind that's what they're called frog mind games look at how frog mind did this everyone that ever wants to port a mobile game to consoles and do what they did that's my that's my psa on the matter but yeah I'll, i think i'll pick it up if review if uh you know if reviews say that the new puzzles are up to par with the old
1: Speaking of puzzles, you know what game i still want that we haven't gotten pokemon
0: shuffle comes out this month no pokemon puzzle league it's on the virtual console think portal but not portal cube director's cut yeah whatever happens i don't know there that there's a weird black hole that many eShop games seem to fall into and they fall through time and just like slip through the cracks and i have no idea i mean, mean vanished off the face of the earth there's
1: that come out, like there's like tengami that's how the did come out a bunch of but items.
0: unfortunately it didn't sell as well as they were hoping oh you do have success crazy. stories Gunman Clive on 3DS sold 400,000 copies. That's... Insane. Uh, I think it... Wait, was Gunman Clive on other systems or is it only on 3DS? They've sold a total 400,000 copies. Oh, maybe. But either way, they've sold 400,000, which is crazy. So that's like a success story. They have, uh, what you... Tengami, which they said is underperforming at the moment. So, <laughs> the eShop's kind of a weird beast to work with in the first place. But yes, there's so many games that are announced. I played Cube Director's Cut. I don't know where it went. <laughs> It was perfectly playable at IndieCade 2013. I'm going to look it up. And now it's gone. Well, later. But, but yeah, the interesting thing with those is I remember there were some rumors that all of Nintendo's web framework and, all of, and more importantly than the uh, the engine they're working with, Unity, there were some rumors that it actually was pretty buggy. When Unity was given out for free for Wii U, it wasn't as smooth of a engine as people were hoping. It, it led to all sorts. That's why a lot of the indie games got delayed because between web framework and unity everything was kind of buggy everything was kind of like three quarters of the way there in terms of how far the development of the the tools to develop with were actually developed that sentence made sense uh but yeah so i think that probably contributed to it because all these sorts of things popped up and that's why all these games are getting delayed but hopefully cube resurfaces because like the eShop, it's interesting because the eShop's kind of in like a bit of a there's still stuff coming there's a lot of interesting stuff coming But I feel like some of the attention that was getting a year or two ago has waned a bit. In part because Nintendo's starting to put so much effort on their own games being available in the eShop. And pre-ordering and, you know, pre-downloading and that sort of thing. That they're kind of moving away from focusing on the indie as much. Or maybe we just personally have moved away from it a little. Because I I know I'm not quite as looped into the scene as I was.
1: I just remembered Kill of America. That was... I don't think I've really kept up with it lately. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's. Uh, I mean, there is still stuff, but just kind of like. I think it's. They're falling into a bit of a rut where it's just like the same game over and over. We always used to joke about the 2D pixel art side scrollers or the 2D RPGs. There's still a bajillion of
1: them. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of keeping my eye on. Um, what's it called? um it's like a four player brawler that's like kind of 3D. Double find is like. Double finds, maybe. <coughs> right? They're like. producing it? I am not what you're talking about, but it sounds interesting. <coughs> <You're> okay. <coughs> You have water. <laughs> Having a weird cough attack.
0: Well, welcome to episode nine of the <laughs> a Podcast, where Jose dies. This is the final episode for Jose. You can,
1: uh... You don't remember? It has, um... There's a multicolored fighter. They kind of grab each other and throw each other down pits. There's, no. like, fans and... No, It looks like It all. looks like clay fighters or something, but they're
0: not clay. Oh. Hey, you know what? I take back what I said that there's nothing adventurous interest coming to the eShop. Because I just remembered there's, um... The running rainbow one? Yes. What's it called? I forgot. What it was Rainbow called. runner? I don't know. No, that's not it. But two D, the nine 2D. player running crazy. Mm. It's like Smash. It's like Mario Kart, but two D running. Yeah, that looks insane. Like there's still stuff. It's just like there's. A, maybe it's just a quiet period. Maybe things will ramp up in the next few months. But if it does, we'll of course report it. But but uh, yeah, so that's Badland as well. Going back to that, I did want to say one thing of note is that so they're retrofitting it for controllers. I really hope they. I mean, they have to adapt to the touch to the gamepad to some extent. So I'm hoping they put the touch back in. Cause it'd be strange if you're playing a game designed for a touchscreen that was then retrofitted for buttons on a device that has a touchscreen and you can't use the touchscreen. They haven't said one way or another if they're doing it, but I'm hoping touch is in there. But either way, yeah, if it's well, if it's good, I'll, I'll probably pick it up. Hmm. Um, but that, that that's pretty much it for actual game news. Like we, sure, game news is exciting and all, I guess, but um, you know what's more exciting than game news? Talking about the rewards games give you, and I don't mean the hours of entertainment and the pure joy and bliss you feel. I mean the physical, like five cent to make. <laughs> things that nintendo charges 800 coins to give you that's what i mean that's the most rewarding part of gaming right there and that's ending in june so because of it ending in june Nintendo's going on a bit of a um crazy club nintendo reward spree as they promised they put up a lot of new stuff and uh i'd say there's positives and negatives about what they did so first the positives in my mind there are 117 i counted there are 117 Games available for download for Club Nintendo coins. That's a lot of games. 117. It includes some really good bargains Wonderful One or Super Mario 3D Land, 600 coins. NES Remix, 300 coins. Earthbound and Super Metroid, only 200 coins. Kid of Uprising is in there for, I think, 700,
1: 500. And the Dark Kong. Dark Kong in there. Super Not, 3D Land?
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned that one. Um, a lot of the eShop only stuff they put out, like Soccer Sakurai, Sam, Sakurai Samurai. That's not that's not his, that's not what it's called. I don't even know if that's there, but uh it is fluidity's there. there. You know what I think they did? I think they went to every game they've ever offered as a Club and tower War and just re offered all of them and then threw in like We Fit We Fit You, you can get for six hundred coins now. Game and Wario, six hundred coins. <laughs> we party you, eight hundred fifty coins. I I don't see how that's necessarily a bigger game than Wonderful One One and deserves more coins, but that's neither here nor there but no the positive is there's a ton to choose from on the digital front which is great yeah
1: if you just got well actually no that wouldn't work I'll say if you just got a Wii well I guess if you just got a Wii you would definitely have a lot of good or games. Wii U like it's split I about mean, 30, U, yeah because
0: yeah, it's 117 games across Wii, Wii U and 3DS so there's a lot to choose from it's fine though because they have like get Super Metroid on Wii or Super Metroid on Wii U and I'm pretty sure the Wii U one was actually cheaper Yeah. coins by about 50 which is kind of funny but on top of that, they're also still giving us Flipnote Studio 3D for free later this month. Originally was supposed to be this past week. It got delayed. And, much to my chagrin, well, actually not much to my chagrin, uh, Doc Lewis's Punch-Out, the previous Platinum reward that you had to choose between that and a Mario hat, um, like a physical what, what, Mario what hat. What they called an authentic Mario hat. Of course I was going to pick authentic Mario see, hat. See, I picked the game because I didn't know what to do with the hat. See, this see, was our first year of college, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with the hat. I don't need the hat. I'll get the game. How many people grab this game on their Wii? Not many. Until now, that Nintendo's offering. it no, for no. My,
1: my logic was like, oh, stock lose as much as like, as much as I love Punch Out, it's like it's just gonna be one fight, and then it it's was. just gonna be there. And I, I mean, I'd rather I played it for seven I, minutes and then one like, it was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd rather have this physical thing that I could just go and go. Like, I mean, I have it on the shelf, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I have the hat. See, I but go. But now to my I have sho- both.
0: Yeah, lucky you. No, it's, it's actually kind of funny like, because like I got it like oh it's kind of a cool exclusive, but I just want to play it. So I feel like I got my worth out of it, but it's kind of weird to see it suddenly resurface. Also, if you never got the Ultra Hand, weird, bizarro Ultra Hand minigame, that, that was only Club Nintendo, that's now available as well. Uh, so yeah, so I'd say those are the positive. Just the idea that they're doing all this stuff. And on top of that, Platinum and Gold Member Awards are happening this year. Not only are they happening this year, they're happening in April, really soon. They're going to be downloads of games, like last year, and they've not said what they are, Hopefully
1: it's something I don't have this time. Yeah, last time I had everything. I had to get I, I, I had never, to get Wii Party
0: U because I that was the one I didn't have. I didn't even redeem mine. Wow, you could have at least had a digital copy. For
1: I, no reason. I I I was actually planning on giving it as a gift to someone, and you but be, yeah, I just forgot. Just because it was like, because I kind of held off and I'm like oh, like I like I don't know. Part of me was like, oh, maybe I could just have one, and just like I could always just have a copy on my Wii U, just download right. it. Right. Right. But, I don't know, I didn't really want to waste the space, it just didn't seem worth it. And then by the time I remembered, it was already expired. Right. So I was like, well, nothing lost. Well, either. now I can
0: do it in April. What, what's interesting is, like, I would have expected games like Wonderful World 1 to be one of the Platinum or Gold Rewards. But it's already on there for $600. Like, I wonder what they're going to do. Is it going to be... Power Warriors. They're either gonna, yeah, they're either going to do major sellers, or they're going to do games that no one bought. And they don't know why <laughs> Like last year It was Game and Wario Wii Party U Pikmin Or 3? Wii Party oh, Was it Pikmin 3? Pikmin 3 was on their thing Oh well, that's a amazing I don't know Maybe So maybe i will do a mix I wonder if like We were talking about this Before we started recording I wonder if Don You suggested maybe Don Kong Tropical Freeze Oh yeah Cause Don, uh, Don Kong Country Tropical Freeze Didn't sell as well As Nintendo hoped And it's so far removed Word of mouth People are playing it Well yeah.
1: not even that many people Depending if it's Platinum like, Cause I mean Not everyone has Platinum There's definitely less people That have Platinum That have Gold Yeah for sure. So, like, if a handful of people get it, and they're all of a sudden talking about it, you get more people buying it, so... Yeah, so it
0: has to be something that's still on store shelves, following that logic. Bayonetta. Bayonetta 2 would actually be a really good one. Mm-hmm. But that's tricky, because then they're basically giving free mature-rated games to kids. Mm-hmm. Like, how would they... Ver- I guess they have your birthday. They could verify that.
1: They could easily It's in that. there, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, actually, Bayonetta 2 would be a logical one. Yeah, maybe higher warriors. Well, we'll find out in April. In April, we get to choose, and I think the codes will be distributed to us in June when they... But those are the positives. Oh, no,
1: well, if it's a game, wouldn't it be distributed immediately?
0: I think last time... Oh, was it last time? Yeah, they time? were. You're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. But yeah, so those... Instant gratification. You're absolutely right. And those are the positives. It's instant gratification of 117 games. Wait, to download. wait, wait, a, wait a month or two for a code for a we, we need to have our Pikmin build numbers to put on your screen. <laughs> but but yeah, it's, uh, so that's the positives, to me at least. The negatives, however, is that after promising, quote, this is what they said, dozens of physical rewards uh, when they announced that they were showing up Club Nintendo, what we ended up getting was exactly a single dozen, I counted, of physical rewards. So I guess if you take out the S from dozens, they're spot on. But in <laughs> <and> the rewards, <laughs> the rewards aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. This is a super, fir- hold on. It's a super first world problem what I'm about to say. The rewards aren't bad. You're getting stuff Stationary, for free. You could print Let it out. me finish my thought here. You don't print it out. You print it? No, no they send it to you. No, I know that you On could. nice card stock. Yeah, but like... I know. Well, like they, blank Here's the thing. They didn't have to give us anything. They could have said, tough, we're shutting it down. Game over. Yeah, we're making video game references because we're a video game company. Game over. You lose your coins. That's it. They did not do that. They gave us some stuff. And yes, some of it's kind of crappy. What they're giving is... I'm just going to run through the list. There are two new Smash Post, Smash Bros. poster sets. Three posters each. There's a Majora's no, Mask. Messenger... there's one new one.
1: the other one was the thing.
0: Oh, you're right. There's one new one. There's um a Majora's Mask messenger bag. Featuring the Sonic poster. Indeed. And Duck Hunt. Or is that the old one? There's Duck Hunt on the poster.
1: No, it's the about the Junior one, the Shulk one, and the Sonic one.
0: Isn't there Duck Hunt? No, there's Duck Hunt. There are two. I was right. There's Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt has a poster.
1: Uh, you're talking about the Sonic one. It's a, it, it has Sonic, and
0: then like, I guess there's a giant Duck Hunt right in the front.
1: But yeah, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, are, you, are you sure it's not a Duck Hunt poster at Sonic's Inn opposed to a Sonic poster that Duck no, Hunt happens sure. to be branded all over? Pretty sure it's a Sonic that uh, uh, Happens to be labeled as Duck Hunt. Okay, I'm sticking with Duck Hunt. You actually threw me in a loop right there. <laughs> I thought I was wrong. Um, there's a drawer's mass messenger bag. It's a Fears- thing, cool like
1: so- a little Sonic sprite, like in a Nintendo poster. Yeah, it actually is a nice touch. Um, see, I just didn't remember what it looked like at first. I just remember it's, 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 it's Duck Hunt. It's, it's a, a the Sonic dog. getting hit by one of the blasts. Right in the background, but it, it's it was just so... so. So it's a Duck Hunt poster. Yeah. yeah. Well.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's also a Fierce Deity Link Jigsaw Puzzle, which for some reason is the exact same price as a full messenger bag, which I don't understand. There's a new 3DS game if it was case. it a thousand pieces, I would have probably got on it. How many was it? 300. Oh, well, pfft. Yeah, I could finish that in like 10 minutes or less. <laughs> but there was, I don't know if the mic was picking it up. There's also cool a picture, new... picture, though. There, yeah, it is a nice picture. There's also a new <laughs> Gesundheit. As you keep sneezing, I'll keep talking. There's also a new. Because i again. There's also a new 3ds game case, one of those 18 cartridge holders that's the size of one of the plastic 3ds game. Featuring cases. new 3ds. Featuring <laughs> face plates for the new 3ds that we're never going to get because Nintendo hates us. But you know they'll give us the advertisement for something we can't have. Uh, so that's there. There's some uh, Zelda uh, drawstring bags to hold your 3ds XL. Pouch, kind of like their old. Yeah, pouches. The that's one. what I'm looking for. There's a I find in gray mode now. You do. Oh, you do. There's a desktop count, cal- a desktop calendar, and Animal Crossing mini playing cards from Japan. So that's what they're offering. And now, what they could have done, and what I thought they're gonna do, the is stuff like back. in Europe and Japan. I said the messenger back. Oh. Uh, they could do in Japan, in Europe, they're doing Mario Golf golf balls, like a full set of golf balls Mario Golf brand is, if it's like a golf course called Mario Golf. They could do the Luigi's Mansion statue that they did. They could do the cradles, the multicolored charging cradles. They could have they us could the do,
1: trophies from Mario Kart. They could
0: done, I was about to say that. The Mario Kart trophies. There's a lot they could have done. They could have done soundtracks. Could have done soundtracks. They could have done that. I mean, Australia just not A the Link Jazz, Between Worlds. could have given then. us the Jazz Mario CD.
1: At one point, one region had a Golden Link statue. Europe.
0: For Nintendo. Europe. Yeah. It was the star catalog, but it was Europe. Anyway, they could have done all that. They could have done all that. And you know what they didn't do? Any of that. <laughs> so, so it, it is kind of, like, it's great Nintendo did a, did their dozens, and by dozens, I mean a dozen. Yeah, it just rewards, like the it's of just the kinda, internet
1: when you know what everyone else gets.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make, I think that might partly be why Nintendo's shutting this whole thing down, because they're like, this is getting stupid. Like, people want stuff that we're never going to be able to do, because we're Nintendo America, we don't have, like, reward fans properly. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, the rewards aren't bad we're not getting them until summer they're shipping them out at late, a uh, later point but we're just very and greedy and the funny thing is like the other issue is so the rewards aren't horrible oh and a Mario shirt I forgot the Mario shirt the, the Mario shirt I, I ordered it I like it I'm mean, not a bad shirt it's yeah but here the other major issue the other negative with this Club in Town thing the second they put these up not the second that's a lie by the morning they put these up site crashed it took people five hours to order a single item you have to order them one by one by one it's still crashing a week later. You know, it's bad when Nintendo had to tweet out a reminder that these are there till the end of June, people. Calm down. And they also put on top of the site, these are here till the end of June, people. Calm down. I mean, better wording. But uh, but it's kind of funny. Everybody
1: stops using the site and waits till the, till the end, end of June time. and then they all come back.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of funny because like, everyone's in a panic. Because in the past, Nintendo, they put the Luigi's Mansion statue gone in like an hour. Put up the charging crails gone in like 20 the Kirby minutes. Kirby pin ran out. Kirby stuff. pin, the 20th anniversary pin ran out super fast. So I, for whatever random reason, happened to be awake at 2 30 in the morning on a random weeknight where I worked the next morning and I saw this go up. I saw a tweet saying Nintendo stuff is up. I'm like, what? so i went and i'm sitting in bed on my iphone at like three in the morning just trying to order like ordering everything like what do i want i had like the calculator app open i'm like okay i have 2500 coins what can i get can i get the shirt desktop calendar? so i end up getting the messenger bag desktop calendar shirt martyr shirt in my size and animal crossing playing cards and i have 200 coins left over but i was like sitting there like panicking like these are gonna sell out they always sell out it's the middle of the night but somehow it's gonna sell out and now here we are, like, a week later, and they're all still available, and no one can buy them. I got mine. I got my aura confirmation, so I'm happy. But it's just yeah. like, I'm glad I was up till 3 a.m. doing this. <laughs> because Club and Town used to, to be work. such a crapshoot. And now it's like, it yeah. is still a crapshoot, just no one's able to get anything. Yeah, but people don't
1: realize that a lot of these products aren't even made yet. Like, oh, they're going to
0: make them based on how many people order No,
1: yeah, that's what I feel like. They they can't sell that. Like, the Mario shirt, if you look at the picture, it's just, like, kind of a drawing it's a sprite, it's sprite art it's pixel art no 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 like the actual like shirt itself like the outline of oh the shirt. yeah it's,
0: it's a render yeah
1: yeah we're not like, a, render, yeah, a so, sketch, yeah, so it's not something that can sell out. well
0: but but that's this is the funny thing is like that's them. always how they've kind of done it like the Luigi statue they ship like three months later later so everyone would have, everyone or what I assumed is that oh yeah they can make as many as they want but they're like gonna say after 10,000 we're stopping or something yeah. so I ordered in Frenzy only to find out wait a minute they'll just make endless ones i guess or like a crazy high number or nobody can order them so they're all still available one of the two but I, j- I just felt like i was like oh man i was up at three i'm doing this for nothing like and i felt so like dorky sitting in my bed just like can i get my mario shirt oh need to get a major mass messenger bag but uh that's how i talk at three in the morning when i'm on my iphone give me a call and you'll see but <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so so that's what's going on on nintendo it's i mean what would you pick up because uh, I know you already got some successfully too I got the Doc
1: Lucis punch out um Ovis got the little pouchy pouchy the Zelda pouch yeah the messenger bag and the poster set that comes with the
0: Sonic poster oh right the Duck Hunt poster I sure do love that Duck Hunt poster I
1: mean it's a crazy deal you get a Sonic poster and two ba- well yeah you get two posters that each feature Bowser yeah
0: well yeah they also feature many other characters. Uh, I see just giant Bowser
1: and then Bowser and then Sonic. Might want well get your eyes checked. That's all I'm saying.
0: Television, huh? it's total total vision. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's no way to go from that to what I'm about to say, so I'm just gonna say it. Nintendo's financials. If you guys haven't picked up on this, listening to the episode, we're transitioning further and further away from actual games, except we'll <laughs> then double back and talk games at the end with impressions. But uh, look at Nintendo, so-,
1: so you don't want to skip
0: i'm just kidding you're so me uh as you would say me but no it's okay so basically here's the thing nintendo normally when they put out their financial reports as we discussed last episode they were coming out with their financials for the holiday period and normally what they do is they have an investor meeting literally right after they put out their report next day they investor meeting and we when we do these they are at the top of the show and it's always like oh yeah nintendo sold this many 3ds here's what they're gonna do to make it higher next time and it's like a it's not just numbers; it's also news, so it kind of meshes nicely. This time, it's like a two-part episode because Iwata got sick. So what we have now is we have the numbers and everything that went wrong and the things that went right, and then but we next all have to episode, interpret
2: essentially.
0: well, we're going interp- to, yeah, I mean, we're, I we there's we, there's things we can talk about NBA, analysis we can give. NBA, we I mean uh, you. me, uh, yeah, there's analysis to give on what went wrong, but there's not necessary analysis to give. Analysis to give on how to make it right yet. I mean, I have things, I have ideas, but there's we oh, don't know too. what go, go, go
1: Nintendo. Go and- Hey Nintendo, hire
0: me. No, but I mean, I have thought. I don't even have ideas. I have thoughts. You, you know, I take that back. I don't have things like Nintendo do this, but I have thoughts on how things went wrong, somewhat. I don't. Know, you'll see. But but the weird. But then next episode. Oh, next episode will be part two of sorts where we talk about what Nintendo says, and I'm sure to at that point talk quality of life and all that stuff. So, with that said, here's a look at. Their fiscal year, just for anyone that doesn't know, goes from April 1st to March 31st. So their third quarter, which is what this covers, is October to December. In other words, holiday sales. So we'll look at that, and I am throwing in some Amiibo news throughout to keep you keep you locked in and on your toes and ready for action. So, so first, the good news. We'll start with the good news. If you look at the holiday quarter, Nintendo actually not only turned a profit, but one that was higher than the profit. From a year ago, so from October to December, Nintendo made 266 million bucks off revenue of 2.5 billion dollars, which is um, up from a profit of 10580 million last year. So from 185 to 266, pretty good. That turnaround of theirs is working. Uh, the problem is, the turnaround continuing to grow is not really due to anything they did. The yen, the conversion rate to yen is very weak right now. So Nintendo made a bunch of money off the fact that the weak yen gave them a boost in profit according to Reuters I did my research here according to Reuters oh 70% of Nintendo sales this actually I find really interesting 70% of Nintendo sales come from outside of Japan America, Europe, Australia uh-huh. so the thing is if you look at the yen to dollar ratio the yen's 15 below where it was like it requires yeah it requires 15 fewer yen to hit a dollar so, so when you bring like, in more money so we not like at 75 yen to a dollar because before it was like around 100 I I guess you know what, I should clarify. I'm just going to say what Reuters said, which is it's 15 less than this time last year against the dollar, which I think is how you interpret that, but someone that actually understands like the degree of currency exchange might be able to correct that. But what that means in the long term is that it's inflating overseas sales money and bringing in more money to Nintendo without them necessarily having higher sales. So Europe, and that's able to boost their profit, but it's not really because of anything they did, per se. It's yeah. because of the conversion. So, um, so, and the, the problem with this is even with that sales boost, and this is where things get concerning, even with that sales boost or profit boost courtesy of the yen, Nintendo still doesn't have an optimistic outlook for the fiscal year as a whole, which again lasts through March 30th. So what they said originally is they wanted to bring in 40 billion yen from last April through this coming March. What they're now saying is, ha, just kidding. We're going to revise that. We're only going to bring in 20 billion yen. So yeah, they're still making a profit, but they just cut it in half. Mm-hmm. And that's even with holiday sales being up year over year. Again, because the yen is up, not because or because the yen is down, not because the sales are up, if that makes sense. So the first real concern with Nintendo sales is a drop in 3DS. 3DS hardware um, only sold something like 4.49 million over the holiday, which doesn't sound horrible, but it's a fall of 40% compared to a year ago. And keep in mind, this is the quarter when the new 3DS and new 3DS XL launched in Japan and in Australia and New Zealand. So when they launched a new system, their sales still fell 40%. That doesn't normally happen, that, that, that's not good. So, um, the pro, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, right, and even, what was I say, so that already happened, and what's gonna happen next here that's also a problem is we're about to get the new 3DS next week. Europe's about to get the new 3DS. New sales? No. In fact, Nintendo thinks their sales are going to drop even more. They lowered their forecast. They originally wanted to sell 12 million 3DS total, 2DS, 3DS, 3DS XL, new 3DS, in total. 12 million from April 1st last year to March 31st this year, right? So in a year, 12 million. They're now saying, no, we're going to sell 9 million. And that's including the launch of a new version of the 3DS around the world. And they had to drop it by a quarter. That's not good. <laughs> the whole point of the th- new 3DS is to boost sales. So it's not good if they're saying even with a new system, we are lowering expectations. Sales are down 40%. That makes you wonder, if there wasn't the new 3DS, just how low would it be? Like that's Because the new 3DS has already sold something like 1.8 million or something like that worldwide. You're based on Australia and Japan. So if you take that out of the equation, what?
1: Maybe they were going to lower it to 9,000 anyway. Or nine, 9 million? 9
0: million. No, well, no, I think they're lowering it based on the weaker than expected performance during the holidays. Because they're saying, oh, well, if it did that week during the prime holiday season, we don't have much faith in how it's going to do in America and Europe when it launches you know, mm-hmm. later this month. Maybe the addition of the new 3DS is what lowered it. I, no. I wonder. I, you know, that's no, actual, that, 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 actually here in America, to some extent, like, that might be true. People yeah, might be seeing it waiting. More often yeah, it's certainly possible. Yeah. but but even then like the current situation for 3DS is nowhere near where it is compared to past systems I mean in the heyday of the DS it sold 30 million in a year Nintendo's hoping to sell 9 million 3DS It's granted the heyday of one system isn't equal to the current state, state of another but just give you the range of how what they've been going through and if you look at handheld sales like year over year there's been a steady decline for Nintendo I mean even when the 2DS came out here in the states in what 2013 I guess 2014? 13. Even during that, there was no bump. It it didn't go back up at all. It just kept declining at kind of the same rate that it was declining previously. So we have a situation now where like, what used to be Nintendo's guaranteed breadwinner, isn't guaranteed anymore. I mean, it's the good news is 3ds hardware passed 50 million, which is a good like since it came out, 50 million total sales, which is a good good milestone for sure. Problem with that milestone is it's way behind its predecessors. At this point in the DS's life, it was at 80 million at this point in the Game Boy Advance's life, which is mostly, the Game Boy Advance is the thing closest comparable system to how the 3DS is performing. Even the Game Boy Advance was somewhere between 60 and 65 million at this point in its life. So 3DS is definitely bringing up the rear here a bit. And like I was saying, it's kind of an issue when Nintendo's whole safety net is, oh, we can let our consoles not do so well our real money makers handheld. So as long as we have handheld, we're fine. Because now the thing that was their safety net needs a safety net. Like they don't, they don't have the handheld to fall back on to make money if the handheld itself is down forty percent in a quarter and twenty five percent to some extent. We'll we'll get to that. I and software are we're kind of their real money makers. But um, now Nintendo is Nintendo is actually going to try and fix this. I mean, I think I think above all, it's abundantly clear now that the new three DS is a stopgap system. There is no way after it didn't raise overall system sales last quarter the antenna is going to go oh yeah we'll write out this new 3ds thing for the next five years so
1: you think it's pretty certain that we're maybe here some sort of an yep. e3 yep
0: i would not be surprised yeah no we might get a te- we'll get a tease
1: well a tease like like yeah. that's an announcement like it will be out in the open that like oh where there's smoke dude. there's fire we have that rumor as opposed to rumors it'll be like
0: we are working on something like, yeah like a sexual statement or, probably like, because where there's smoke I, I would not be surprised if i want to make a comment about it at the investor meeting but, because they were just smoking a fire. We heard, granted, the donut bracelet screen thing might not be a game console. It might be for quality of life health platform. But the fact of the matter is, a Japanese, new, reliable Japanese news agency said it making a new handheld. Period. It might be this donut thing. They're making a new handheld. I mean, we always know they are, but if the rumors are starting up, that means stuff is yeah, starting stuff to people go into Yeah, bought a new three ds Well, it's going to be like the DSI. It'll last for like 18 months to two years and then be replaced difference is nintendo's putting a little more effort into the new 3ds because they're making retail exclusives something they first party wise never did for dsi Mm -hmm. the only retail exclusive was like that spooky camera i forgot what it's called you know what i'm talking about yeah but um so i don't know what nintendo's gonna do necessarily turn around because yeah they, they they need to ride this out a little they can't have a new handheld out this year i mean the new 3ds launches next week they're not gonna have a new handheld for the holidays so they have to ride this out at least a year probably two so it kind of becomes what they going to do. And the interesting thing is, just this past Friday at like one in the morning, uh, Japanese newspaper Nikkei or Nikai—I don't know how to say it—sat down with uh, Tori Wada and did a brief interview, or summarized at least their their American branch better. summarized what Wada had to say. What was that? Well, he was sick. No, this, he's better now. This is oh. just now. He, he was sick like two weeks. Ago. I assume he's better now. Maybe they did a phone interview. I don't know. Maybe maybe they. Hopefully they vaccinate their. Reporters or whatever. <laughs> but uh, unlike some parents that go to Disney. Vaccinate your reporters. Vaccinate your reporters. It's... What is this? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they sat down with him. And what he said that's kind of interesting is they do have a plan to address this. Maybe. The plan is that uh, they're going to, quote, recreate games based on past titles and uh, mobile games. Now, I don't know what this means. Because you could see it happening right now. They are recreating a past title, and it comes out next week. It's called Majora's Mask Three D. They are also putting effort in bringing mobile games to the platform. It's called Puzzles and Dragons Super Mario Brothers Edition, and it comes out in two months. So I don't know if he's saying they're going to do more of this, or if he's just so like, "Oh, we're going to turn shuffle.
1: things." No,
0: well, that's the other thing. I'll get that in a sec. But I don't know if they're going to do more of this, or if they're going to just be like, "Yeah, see, we we released a title. And we're you know like this might be the start of something bigger." But he didn't really. I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole this is going to go. And the other thing he said is they're going to have more um, affordable, cheaper games, which is a complete about-face. At Game Developers Conference and like the heyday of the Wii and the DS, I want give this hour-long thing about don't diminish the value of your game. People expect cheap games. you got to charge full price and give them a full experience. Now he's tail tucked between his legs talking to this newspaper saying, yep, we're going to make cheaper games. And, you know, and then he didn't give this example, but you mentioned it, Pokemon Shuffle first game to follow that path. So they're basically doing the opposite of what he said as a way to try and drop interest. And they're bringing in famous mobile franchises and they're bringing in past successes and recreating them. What? So everything we've seen in Nintendo Direct, last that last Nintendo Direct, everything that's coming out in the next two months, three months, is exactly what I was talking about. The question is, are they going to keep repeating this? Or are we going to start seeing, like, I don't know, Candy Crush Pokemon Edition? Like, are we going to start seeing... Other remakes of N64 games, like I don't know how far this goes, but depending on how these do in these next month, or this next month or 2 a it'll probably dictate a lot of it. I guarantee he's going to talk about this in more depth at uh, the investor meeting next week, but or next by next episode. But um, yeah, the other thing he says they're also going to do more demos. They want to let people try tiles before they buy them because mm, they think good. It'll it you is. Had any. It is, and we're already again already seeing that happening. Monster Hunter and Codename Steam were out within a week of each other. And what's interesting about that is Monster Hunter makes sense. Capcom always releases demos, and they're usually a couple weeks before launch. 3DS
1: seems to be pretty good about demos.
0: Not, No, there's a lull there. There's a Before Smash Bros., there was nothing for like, Compar- from Nintendo for like a year.
1: Well, compared to Wii U, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're talking strictly 3DS, so I wouldn't expect Wii U to change. But but yeah, like putting Codename Steam out so far in advance before the game's release, I'm pretty sure as part of this whatever this crazy initiative is. But again, we don't really know. Will this be enough to cover 3DS? Is there more than you do? Maybe a price cut? I feel like it's due for a price cut. Um, obviously the new 3DS isn't going to launch at a price cut. But I wouldn't be surprised by end of summer it's down from the 200 it's going to retail for next week. So we'll see. But that that's what's up with um, 3DS and how poorly its hardware is doing. Next up is Wii U. And let, well let's start with the good. Wii U sold 9.2 million units since it came out. One in, 1.91 million of those were uh, this past holiday season. Here in the US alone had its best December ever. So that's great. And if uh, if you look at the Wii U as an isolated thing, it's trending upward. That's also great. As soon as you take down those artificial walls about being isolated, <laughs> not so great. Uh, if you look at it compared to PS4, which I know is just asking for trouble, PS4 has sold double the Wii U, almost exactly double. It's at $18 million. Wow It's sold double the Wii U in a year less. Xbox, um, I'm not actually quite sure where it's at. Microsoft only announced for the holidays that they sold 6.6 Xboxes. That's one and 360 combined in just the past three months, but who knows what the total is. It's probably around fourteen dollars they're, they're
1: really cheap right now.
0: Yes, they are. They're doing what PlayStation did with PlayStation 2, which is very smart. They're marketing it as a more affordable lower-end system. It's what Nintendo did with the Wii when the Wii U first came out, except that was confusing. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's where that. Is. So if you look at that, yeah, maybe not so good for the Wii U. And even if you look at comparable consoles for the Wii U, like from the past, still not so good. Let's go with the extreme. The Remember the Sega Dreamcast... How could you forget the Sega Dreamcast? So by this point in the Sega Dreamcast life, Sega canceled it. Okay, we're we're at that same month. We're one month away from what would be that number of months since launch. Here's the thing: when Sega canceled the Dreamcast, it had a million more sales than the Wii U currently oh, has. Man. Yeah, that's pretty, that's that's almost at like that's almost like. Well, was it because meant. of the
1: Dreamcast, or were there other issues going on?
0: Uh, they had, I mean, that they be... did have internal issues, they had sales issues too, but the Dreamcast underperformed significantly, and that kind of was like the, that's why they had to cancel it. And now Nintendo's sitting here with a million less, and they're, they're luckily they're not canceling theirs, but the Dreamcast is they're like the... kind of
1: stuck with it for a little bit. They are. They have to ride it
0: out, and they
1: know that. It's like their punishment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they know they have to ride it out. It's why, it's why you're seeing such a pivot in how they present the thing.
1: I could see their next console just kind of giving into. Everything that they mm-hmm. kind of steered away from, I mean,
0: or they're gonna do something totally left, out left field. Yeah. That's like the Wii. Yeah, yeah like Opposed to this weird hybrid. So something you can't
1: even compare to like another console. Yeah, because like right was, now the
0: problem with the Oh, sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh
1: no, well, I mean, um, to just like this thought. Like, um, it's always cool like seeing like what Nintendo could come up with with their limited hardware. Yeah. But then it's kind of like I wonder what they could do if they had no limits, or if they just kind of
0: like got rid of that shackle that's always been there mm-hmm. because it's just always been there. Well, the GameCube didn't have it. The GameCube was on par with Xbox, basically. GameCube's still twenty two million, which by the way, there's no way the Wii U's gonna match GameCube sales, period. Or it's gonna be lucky if it hits six. Well oh, yeah, million.
1: but I mean, like during GameCube era, like we didn't really get anything on other console that were kinda like, oh I wish GameCube could do this. That's true. I mean it, And it could. I mean that, I mean that kinda, <laughs> yeah. kinda started with the Wii.
0: That's true. It's funny Especially because now that
1: games are getting more innovative with the technology, that mm-hmm, there is mm-hmm. more power.
0: It's interesting because I think like it's kinda funny that um what what happened with the Wii U in my opinion is Nintendo tried to make both sides happy. You can't. Either you go casual, and you make a Wii, or you go gamer, and you make a uh, PlayStation 4. You do this weird middle ground, and yeah, you're going to have a really good library, and yeah, people are going to like your games, but you're not going to appeal. Who? What parent is going to understand the Wii U? Wii U? It still doesn't... It's still people don't fully get It's significantly better now, but I think Nintendo has kind of settled into accepting, you know what, we can't push the narrative of Wii U. We can't turn this thing around. We're just going to write it out, and that's why, like, it's in line that um, 9.2 million they hit the 1.19, the 1.91 million just this past quarter. That's completely what they expected. They didn't change their forecast. They didn't have to drop it for the rest of the year like they did the 3DS. They're still expecting only 3.6 million being sold across the entire year, which is reasonable. But if you look at how they present the system, it's no longer, "Hey, check out the Wii U, the next big thing in gaming." It's, "Hey, have you seen the games you can only play on Wii U? Smash Bros., Mario Kart." They suddenly were like, we have all the real... Like, they were doing nice things about, like, oh, look at all these high-rated games we have. This is the first year Nintendo advertised... It's a Nintendo box. They're it's a Nintendo, Nintendo box. Edits. It's literally a Nintendo box.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: this is the first year... Um, so, Metacritic did a ranking of top major publishers, and Nintendo was number one. In the heyday of the Wii and DS, if they were number one, they wouldn't care. They have all the sales. They don't need to tell anyone that, necessarily. But they are harping on it like crazy on social media, um, currently because it's like D- we need to show people we have the games they don't even they're not even trying to advance the system's life they just want to deliver to people that have it and they want to make sure that people are aware that if you want the games this is where you play them but they're not trying to like up it you know what i mean they're not trying to like r- bring it to the next level they're just riding it out yeah so that's that's wii u i guess but um yeah it's not good on the hardware front nintendo's definitely struggling on the hardware front and it's funny because like analysts are even saying things like oh nintendo should open an animation studio at this point like they have the characters, and the characters are popular. And you know how you know the characters are popular? Software sales are up, and Amiibo sales. And those are the good parts of the invest- in, of this uh, financial report. We got through all the negative, bad stuff, but the good stuff is software is doing quite well. Pokemon Smash and Mario Kart obviously the biggest sellers. Pokemon, between Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, managed to sell 9.33 million copies in, like, a single quarter. Wow. That That's pretty good. Um... Super Smash Bros. on Wii U and 3DS. sold the Wii U version sold 3.39 million, 3DS sold 6.19 million. Together, when you combine them, they are only two million away from passing all of Super Smash Bros. Brawl sales. Super Smash Bros. Brawls sales. There we go.
1: Yeah, I would combine them. But... Yeah, I
0: mean it makes sense because a lot of people double dip, so of course it's going to sell at an accelerated rate. But the fact that's very close to Brawl already is a good sign. Yeah. Even if, even with the double dipping, you can, you know, because not everyone will. Uh, but, of course, that's a logic loophole. You could say, well, it doesn't count then. It's really only half that. Uh, Mario Kart 8 also is doing quite well. It moved a respectable $4.77 million. The reason I say it's respectable is because it's currently sitting 700000 away from passing Mario Kart Super Circuit, which is the Game Boy Advance one and is the worst-selling Mario Kart in history. And the reason that's significant is, remember that stupid Polygon article where, like, Mario Kart eight could be the worst Mario Kart ever because it's on the or worst selling because it's on the Wii U. And they had, like, a chart that compared Wii U sales to Mario Kart sales, which isn't even how you do a chart, but that's okay. Like, it was, like, a pie chart, and it was, like, one wedge was Mario Kart and one wedge was Wii U. More. And they are trying to prove it right, and they are trying to prove some point with that. That makes no sense. so they're, like, see, two-thirds of the pie is Wii U sales, which means only one-third of the pie can be Mario Kart sales. It's like, how, what? Well, polygon? But yeah. Oh. Yeah, so uh, take that Polygon. It's going to not be the worst-selling game. It's going to be the second worst-selling, so suck it. No, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's very different. But, but no, still, it's doing pretty well. For a system that only has, you know, 9.2 million out there, 4.77 million people, nearly half, own Mario Kart. It's a really high attachment rate. Uh, and and the thing is, um, some other games are surprise successes. Hyrule Warriors, over 1 million copies sold worldwide, which Hyrule surprised... Warrior. Yes, it surprised Tecmo Coe so much that they sold over a million copies that they, I, I'm not joking, they tweeted out their happiness and made wallpapers for the occasion and yeah. gave out free wallpapers on the internet to people to celebrate that they passed a million. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they're just standard wallpapers, but like, we reached a million, have a wallpaper, you get a wallpaper, you get a wallpaper. <laughs> so um, We've made so
1: many people's days.
0: Yeah, it's like we brought so much sunshine into these people's dark lives. But Higher uh, Warriors actually is doing really well It's the fastest selling Or actually I think the best selling uh, Warriors game in the US It more than doubled What the right. previous best selling Warriors game was At least within the first month Five months of its existence Well it makes sense Because previous Zelda. Warrior
1: games only get Warrior fans This one gets Warrior fans and Zelda Yeah
0: fans. But I remember a long time ago We talked about Tech having this lofty goal Maybe we'll do a million well, they did it, so good for them. And on top of that, um, just generally speaking, you're seeing other surprises, like Tomodachi Life, that quirky little life sim. It managed to move over 4 million copies worldwide. Wow. 1 million in Europe alone, which for a quirky little life sim, it, it did 1 million in um, I 6 months. The game existed. Yeah, I did 2 until I saw it on the chart. I'm like, wow, that actually did quite well. So there's another example. But generally speaking... Nintendo software has just been up across the board. Wii U is doing so well on the software front, Nintendo's actually bumping up their expectations for the full fiscal year from 20 million games being sold to 25 million, which is a pretty big jump. So that, that's, that's nice to see. And also surprisingly, digital sales are up. Nearly 11% of all of Nintendo's game sales now are through the eShop. And what's kind of crazy is how fast it's happening. Uh, Gamasutra, the like industry gaming gaming industry blog, they kind of did some number crunching and found that from April, this past April, to this past um, end of September, or sorry, not April, yeah, April, 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 basically two quarters worth from April to September. So over six months, Nintendo made something like two point or ten point seven billion yen just off the eShop, Then, from uh, October to December, in just three months and half the time, they made ten, they made basically the same amount, ten point four billion. So they're now making the same money they made in six months in three months, and this rate seems to potentially, will potentially continue, which means there more people are shifting to eShop, which is interesting to see. Nintendo's marketing is all pointing in that direction. And yet so they can
1: make it easy to discover new games or old
0: games it's on not the, the eShop. I not know. It's kind of The a 3DS pain. is a pain. The Wii is much it's, better. It's
1: kind of a pain to navigate, because like, like, if you just want to like browse like through, I don't know, just like random games, like and everything is like very categorize in weird ways um
0: i think i think the thing with that is they like, just it, need it, to have landing pages for each genre
1: yeah i, I would like that because itunes like than, think about
0: how itunes does it with music where each music genre has its own like dedicated hub home page if they did that for each yeah, genre
1: because i mean before there, there was a time where i was pretty good at um going to the recent releases tab and just, like, kind, of, and just kind of keeping up yeah but then i went like a few months and then now like going back to the recent releases I can only go like a page or two before I'm like oh it's taking too long I kind of just want to like I wish I could just go by genre because I don't want to sift through all these games I don't really care about the
0: other part of the problem is they have no barrier of entry anymore anyone there's no like quality level you need they just open the floodgates and now you're getting like 15 releases a week half of which are like you know flash games so that makes, that buries the the games that are actually good even further. I mean, mm-hmm. Nintendo has a good, yeah. Nintendo has a good record of floating the good ones up to the top through, you know, ad campaigns on the eShop, on YouTube, that sort of thing. But there's some that are slipping through the cracks. I think that's why we were talking about, um, oh, what's it called? The the origami game. Tangami? Yeah. We were talking about that earlier in the episode and how it didn't do well. Nintendo did not push it very hard, even though it's a really good game, based on reviews, <laughs> but and based on my play time at... Indicate two years ago, but uh, but 10 no, ten out of ten, my, my, yeah. But my my yeah, I've heard it's good, ten out of 10, eleven out of ten. But no, uh, like Nintendo didn't push it, so it didn't do well. Like you really, they really need to promote a game for it to do well. Otherwise, it gets buried, like you were saying. But nonetheless, it's still a win that Nintendo has eleven percent of their sales going into the eShop because that means they're saving on packaging, shipping, etc. That's win-win for them. They're making more money off the same products. So the final bit of financial news. I promise this is it Amiibo sales and this is where I said stand your toes we got Amiibo news uh, so for whatever reason Nintendo didn't actually include Amiibo numbers in their financial report only when talking with Bloomberg did Iwata then tell the number so worldwide since they came out uh, Amiibo have sold five point or sent between their release in the end of
1: 2014
0: November 12, November 21st in America I think it was around the same the rest of the world yeah alright so from in a five week span then they sold so five point first here, what?
1: we got Smash first did cause we
0: got first yeah we did by like a couple days compared to Europe. Europe got 28th, oh, yeah. I think, and we got 21st. Um, but yeah, so from the 21st through the end of December, they sold 5.7 million amiibo worldwide. That's both individually, individual packaged ones and bundled ones in other regions. But still, nearly 6 million. Pre- pretty good. It's a good start for sure. Um, it's already double what Smash Bros. on Wii U sold, so either people are buying multiple amiibos, which is like a good case, or there Probably are also, exactly. situ- yeah, but there's also a situation where people are buying them without necessarily having the game or even a Wii U. I, mean, I think I've told the story That's
1: actually Even more likely
0: I've told the story before Like my mom has A Pikachu Amiibo She's not gonna use it With a game ever But that's one more sale For Nintendo Right there Cause yeah. they're They're really Well crafted And adorable And
1: yeah you know someone, There are some people That are collecting them And yeah Like I mean even If I didn't have Smash Bros I'd probably still buy them Like and There's definitely Lots of people Who would buy them Regardless yeah.
0: and, it, and it's a good Money maker for Nintendo Cause they make A lot of revenue Off each one They're not that Expensive to make You would assume and we're and then and now you can see that they're actually really doubling down on it because you know they sold about six million five point seven million in six weeks like they their potential is there and they're definitely doubling down i think the whole reason the mario super mario series amiibos are being pushed as hard as they are with mario party 10 is because this is the opportunity to really expand it out beyond just the smash community likewise we're starting to see amiibo logos pop up on everything wii u games have it 3ds games are now going to start having the icon um uh, ace combat already will have it when it on february fifteenth, and xenoblade they just updated the box art with the amiibo icon today to coincide with that news oh. so amiibo icons are going to be everywhere on everything nintendo does and every game as i think we talked about last time every game's starting to have them now amiibo support in some way so um more significantly though nintendo's diving into the whole collectible variations concept
1: didn't take long
0: they did not take long we saw it on club nintendo survey so it was bound to happen See, that's something we won't get with Club Nintendo Clothing. We won't know their, their plans, because they won't ask us their plans <laughs> before they announce their plans. But yeah, so what happened is, um, it's not 100% official yet, but it's basically official because it was on Nintendo's own site. How toys work is you have to submit them to uh, CISPA, which is a government oversight group that basically says, yeah, 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 this toy is safe to give to kids. There's not lead paint in it or anything. So you, you do like a document, and you show them everything, and you let them look at it. It's kind of like how if you have electronic, it goes through the FCC, and it's like verify it. And like your phone has a little FCC logo on the back and all that. They actually take apart the electronics, take photos of everything, measure it, see how if they do like you know wireless interference that sort of thing. So they have a toy equivalent called CISPA. So Nintendo has a page on their website that lists all these PDFs with basic stats for all the amiibo. And someone was messing with the URLs and found a gold edition Mar- Super Mario series Mario amiibo amiibo and a silver edition Super Mario series Mario amiibo, not announced packaging's there details are there no release date of course because why does the government need to know when it comes out they just need to know what it is uh but yeah Nintendo had them up on the server and now we all know that they are diving into the variation game and in a big way because not only are those gold gold and silver they had stickers on the corner that said gold edition amiibo silver edition amiibo and that implies there will be more you don't call it a silver edition amiibo if it's a -a one-of-a-kind silver mario it's part of a set I would so, like me a get gold ready to. Mar- what? what was that? What
1: was that? I would like me a gold edition bowler. Yeah, see,
0: I. And here's the problem. I'm going to want some. <laughs> like. And then you're going to want some. I, I mean, it's annoying for. No, color. no, no. I'm going to want at least one of one character. Of each color. Like, yeah. why well, I mean, Let me rephrase. I'm going to want to have a gold one and a silver one. Which character? I don't know. But I want to at least have one um, of the special variations. The way
1: I see it right now, I. Like, even if it's a bowler, like, I can't see myself buying these or like i'm actual, not gonna buy all of them well, I, like, I, no 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 no, no, no yeah, even one like I, I should say um let me clarify guys, i'm not gonna actively like try to get one like i'm not gonna bother trying to pre-order i'm not gonna try I'm to look gonna for, get it online like, like even online i don't know i just i feel i'm just gonna like narrow myself just to smash Bros. even if like something something comes along like I don't know. Yeah, I just.
0: Yeah, I guess that's fair. I just. I mean, yeah, I. This, this
1: is too many. I, every time I think of it, like, oh, this cool amiibo would be cool to get. Like, no way. I still have to get thirty <laughs> more amiibo.
0: See, that's why I'm glad I didn't buy all the Smash. In a way, because I get to like cherry pick. Like, I want. I'm like, oh, I want some representation of the Mario series of amiibo. I'll buy Toad. Done. I had a yeah, pre-order. I, I had a pre-order. Think I in think two have minutes representation of, of the
1: Mario series, but Smash. But I mean, that's six characters. From yeah, the Mario series. Yeah, so far. There's gonna be more. They're
0: be multiple ways, I'm sure. But, no, um, no, I
1: mean um, like by the time Duncan does oh, them, like, gotcha. Browsers. Sorry, I missed. I, messed I up mean, you. yeah, yeah, but um, but I'm, yeah, I'm
0: okay not having Toad. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want Toad. I'm not gonna do the Toad impression that I sometimes do on the show. Never again. But uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it is kind of annoying though for collectors who want, all, like as you're saying, like it, it's like I once think, you go, you're you're yeah. stuck and but, you keep but, having. Which those.
1: is cool. I think that's why I'm like I'm really happy that I guess it is a Smash series because I mean by collecting the Smash Bros. series, you're essentially getting representation of all their biggest yep. most important franchises. And some of their lesser ones that should be more important. Yeah, and, and just and just like that, like once you're done with the Smash Bros, series, like you have a little Nintendo like
0: who's who of yep. like everybody. It makes sense. If I you mean, were to pick one franchise to buy all the amiibo for.
1: Yeah, I mean like, I mean we have a Wii Fit trainer and Little Mac, like I don't know, this is so cool.
0: That's, yeah, and I yeah. mean and not only that, but like also they work across so many different games because it's all of Nintendo's franchises. Like the fact yeah. that Shulk already exists for Xenoblade or the fact that which by the way is kind of I don't know how Nintendo coordinated this, or if it was this well coordinated, but the fact that they have a Shulk for Smash Bros, and he's ready to go for a game five months later, like the Amiibo that comes yeah. that's for Smash Bros, it's five months later, here's Shulk again, or like Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, oh, we have three Kirby Amiibos, well check this out, we have a new Kirby game. Like, it's so tightly knit, it's it's interesting. They must have, there's someone, there's a room in Nintendo, you know when someone's solving like one of those crazy crime mysteries, and they have the string everywhere, and the post-its on all the walls, and you walk in, you're like walking into like a crazy maze of strings, and... And associations and somewhere in Nintendo there's a room like that and it's all just game releases and Amiibo releases and trying to cross reference them yeah. but but what I was going to say is for the variations it's super smart for Nintendo use the exact same plastic mold color it differently, sell it full price that's extra money you wouldn't have otherwise so between the success of this and um, you know how they're doing with software they this could help offset the hardware losses and the thing with Amiibo in particular is Activision just announced that Skylanders sold two sold 240 million toys since it started a few years ago. 240 million. Wow. They do the variation thing like no no one like they they have like seven variations. they have bigger. they have smaller. They have see through. They have gold. They have, they have tons. That's definitely contributing to that 240 million. So if Nintendo variations, obviously Amiibos nowhere near that number. Yeah, but the potential is there. These are very recognizable characters. Skylanders were nobodies when they started, and then they became recognizable, Nintendo's of starting with the recognition. I mean, Disney, uh, Infinity. Disney Infinity is keeping Disney Interactive afloat. Like, apparently that's the only thing that's giving them profit, like, profit growth. So these are huge opportunities, and it makes sense that Nintendo's going to do it. Of course, they need to do it right, and they still aren't. Wave 3 is a complete mess right now. No, like, yeah. like, there's three A and three B, two but now there's today, three C.
1: Getting to Monday. Yeah, I don't even know when I'm getting Ike, DDD, and Mega Man, but Amazon thought like, oh, we'll, we'll let you know when we find them. Yeah, yeah, when
0: we find it. Yeah, uh, Best Buy just told me Mega Man's coming in on the 20th, which I'm excited for. I got Toon Link back on the first. It's pretty seamless, honestly. Once you if you can pre-order them, it's pretty seamless. It's when you have to hunt them down that gets messy. And then there's things like Rosalina where it's like, oh yeah. actually had a surprisingly decent number on launch day online and in store unfortunately they're not carrying it ever again that was it it was a one-time deal which is nuts
1: which kind of makes me like well glad i jumped on it online. yeah or like or like uh
0: or like now target's like oh by the way we're not carrying half of wave three we got rosalina but if you want ddd you have to go to our website it will never be in stores like it's just weird things like that and i think where a lot of it stems from as reading uh, Amiibo Inquirer, which does a great job. If you want to track Amiibo and you don't follow them on Twitter, Amiibo Inquirer is well worth the follow. But yeah, uh if you go online good. right when
1: they say like like uh, he put like alert, um toad now
0: available. Yeah, I do I do like that he lists the tweets almost as if they're like amber alerts for a missing child. Alert, there's now a toad. <laughs> He's I know, just like, like, like alert, a twelve year old has been or a two year old has been taken. Alert yeah, like, by that, Mario. No,
1: yeah, like at eight o'clock, like I saw the tweet for the Rosalina, mm-hmm. went on game went on target, promoted. it. With, like, no hassle. Yeah. Like, less than an hour later, they were sold out, and it's like, oh.
0: But yeah, he was saying that his sources were saying that what the reason there's all this chaos, especially with Wave 3, where now, like, pre-orders are being canceled, is that, um, basically, Nintendo... <laughs> Nintendo, when they were giving numbers to stores, weren't giving numbers based on anything. They were estimates and calculations. They didn't actually say, okay, we're gonna have this many. It's like, well, I mean, if we produce that array of this and that, we can have somewhere around this ballpark. So then the store's like, great, we have 40 i mean that's a very low number but just hypothetically we have 40 total great let's put out 40 pre-orders and then town comes back and goes so we redid the math and we looked at our supply chain and really we can only do 28 so we need you to scale back and take back 12 pre-orders like that's essentially what it sounds like is happening now it sounds like wave four they're gonna wait until much closer to launch at least that's what amoeba inquirer says they're gonna wait till much closer to launch when they have hard numbers when they're already being manufactured and they know okay here is, because they're doing supply chains based on hypotheticals, not starting the run and then seeing where it goes and adjusting. So they're going to wait till post-adjustment as they're making them and then say, okay, yeah, we can do 40. Or we can only do 32. And then the stores will say, great, we'll put up only 32. And they won't have these weird situations yeah. of returns. So that might help clear up a lot of it. But but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the finally stores stores, And also, apparently, the Mario Amiibos, the Super Mario Bros. series is going to be way more bountiful in supply. Destructoid yeah, um, was saying that... Yeah, um, I mean,
1: the, the Toad one has been up for pre-order. I think it was up, I want to say some point during midday today. Um, today being Friday. Yeah. Friday, like around 12. Like well, I now said, it's Saturday morning. Like, I saw the tweet, like, a few days ago it went up for pre-order, I think, at Best for Summer, and then it sold out pretty fast.
0: Oh, no, no. I uh, mean, It went it went down and came back. And You're then, thinking at GameStop. It was up at one point, then it was sold out, then it came back a couple hours later.
1: Yeah, well, I, don't, I just know that it's been up today for almost, like, yeah. a whole day yeah now it has
0: yeah. but yeah because apparently the Mario ones Nintendo's doing a bit of a broader rollout with. with yeah, so, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're, they're obviously going to sell
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the Mario ones or at least like the main Mario characters they're going to phase out the, the Smash Brothers equivalent because I mean if they're that worried about shelf space they're not going to have they're not going to have two Marios like on the shelf they're probably just going to have the main Mario one and just phase out the Smash Brothers one Right. I think. considering right. the, the Mario series one looks more friendly as opposed to the yeah.
0: angry Mario with the fireball yeah, yeah.
1: So I I could see, like, if you're one of those collectors, better get your normal Mario. Yeah. they're gone.
0: Yep. Yeah, that, that's so weird that they're doing that. But, um, but yeah, so I guess just to sum up the financial, because uh, Amiibo actually obviously factored into that. Um. Basically, that is how Nintendo did this past quarter. But now the real question, the real question becomes where are they going to go from here? So we're really going to get a sense of that, as I was saying in the briefing on the 17th of February. We're, of course, going to talk about it next episode. My predictions or that Nintendo's going to kind of go like this. They're going to tell the investors something about the 3DS. They have to. I don't know if it's going to be a price drop, if it's going to be a strategy beyond just cheaper games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, cheaper games and ports. There will be something, and we're going to hear something. Everyone um,
1: gets free 3DS, and they're going to raise the price of all the games.
0: That that would work. I, I mean, that's the... Uh, what's the expression? Sell the... Something about the knives are cheaper, but the blades are expensive. Like it, I know what you mean. Yeah, the whole, there's, there's an yeah. the expression for that. Um... But yeah, it's, uh, what was I going to say? I guarantee they're going to try and hype up. Oh, well, the new 3DS just launched in the West, and it's going to do great, but we'll see. Um, it's a soft launch, so we'll see. Then I'm pretty sure they're going to talk about, obviously, Wii U, and it's going to be the usual. We're investing in new games that uh, show the be- show the benefits of the gamepad and really demonstrate the unique gameplay experiences. And then they're going to very quickly pivot to talk about Amiibo and those successes, which are hard, tangible numbers that are easy to explain. And I'm pretty sure lastly they're going to talk about new revenue streams in two ways quality of life how that's going to work what it's going to be in more detail than what we know and by the way we have some licensing deals did we mention netflix we haven't yet but let us tell you i think they're gonna i don't know if the next they are going to talk about the zelda show but i'm pretty sure they're going to say our licensing program is expanding our characters are popping up in new places i mean they have their characters in that pixels movie from adam sandler as well so i'm pretty sure i was going to touch on new partnerships at least in a broad sense of they exist <laughs> But so that's what I think the it's gonna look like. There may be surprises. They've announced things in the past. I'm pretty sure when they talk about Amiibo, for example, they're gonna talk, they're gonna detail the Amiibo cards and the minifigurines, or at least other types of Amiibo they'll roll out. I don't think we'll get specific announcements, just kind of how they will work, maybe. So there's a we're lot. Not,
1: we're not gonna finish this Marvel series. We're just gonna go. <laughs> we're just gonna completely <laughs> switch. <laughs> we'll just do the rest the cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll come in cereal boxes. They'll be made of the worst paper possible. Possible. But yeah, so I think that's what it's going to look like. You have
1: to cut them out from the cereal box. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> They're just on the inside of the cardboard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what it's going to look like. We'll, of course, cover it next episode. But first, we have a couple more things to talk about this episode. We are on track to have the longest episode ever, right? <laughs> so thanks for listening. Next thing <laughs> we want to talk about... Yeah, the next thing we want to talk about it's kind of a big one. We can't really skip this one because it's really affecting a lot of people on the interwebs. And that's Nintendo's uh, new Creators Program on YouTube. It actually... We have videos on YouTube. For those who don't know, we have VidBits, YouTube.com. I started learning how to do them properly. But, you know. but it's a work in progress, and the thing is, if we choose to put make revenue off the, like, put ads on them, which I don't think we're going to, but if we ever want to, we now, either Nintendo takes all our money, or we have to work with them to give some of the money. For, so, for those who don't know, the Nintendo's Except crea-
1: on the next video that's going up eventually.
0: Yes, very soon, actually. That's a good tease. Uh, we have a crazy, interesting, different non-VidBit video coming to my Nintendo this week in a few days, so keep an eye out. But no, what I was gonna say, so what they're doing is Nintendo took all the money all the money and uh, from an ad and people freaked out. Let's play people, YouTubers, they're like, wait, 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 but we sit here and we, we don't just play the game, we like you know, we script things out. We have to edit, we have to do things. It's like a multi hour long process. I mean when we do the vid bits, those take a couple hours alone. And that's for 15, 20 minutes of gameplay. Imagine if you're doing a whole long daily video series or a 10 part video like that is a time commitment and a lot of people do this as their full time job so rightfully so to some extent they go Nintendo you're taking your livelihood and then Nintendo also rightfully so goes well that's our game you can't have you can't put a whole movie on YouTube and talk over it and not have the video be taken down <laughs> like that it's still their video like, or not video sorry movie i meant to say movie did I say movie I said yeah, video you said um, video yeah, you can't put a movie. You can't put a parent. You can't put the interview on YouTube and give your commentary over the diplomatic relation. You know, the, the diplomacy between North Korea and the U.S. over the whole movie, and not expect Sony to take it down. That they, it's their movie. Granted, games you sculpt the experience, but at the end it's of the day, 75 it's their, years
1: or however long yeah,
0: that's true. So okay, so yeah. wait it out, let's players, and you're good. But, no, like, you can't... I mean, gaming, yes, you're crafting the experience, but at the end of the day, it's their assets and their development that made that experience. So I could see where Nintendo's coming from, too. It, yeah, makes, it makes sense. You would be nothing without them. Yeah, well, it's not... Yeah, it's a mix of that. It's just, like, it's their copyrighted material. Yeah, you're interacting with it, but you can also rewind a movie and fast-forward... It's not the same, I know. People are freaked out at me. But you can also rewind and fast-forward a movie, and you're controlling the experience to some extent, too, but it's still their product. Like you yeah. can't you know what I mean? So I could see where Nintendo's coming from, but Nintendo tried to make amends by doing this creators program where they say, Great, you know what? Submit your video to us and if it's on a whitelist of games of ours, then you have to submit, it. otherwise we're taking all the revenue. But if it's on this whitelist whitelist, we'll give you sixty percent of the ad revenue and keep forty. Better yet, do you have a channel on YouTube? Great. Give us the channel and we'll give you seventy percent of the revenue. We're gonna be ten percent more just for having a channel of videos. In theory, it's like, alright, that's a step in the right direction. Except, you you got an email. Uh, that's a step Ooh. in the right direction. Except, um, okay. issue number one, let's players say, and right, again, rightfully so, we're promoting your stuff. We put these videos out, but it's making people want to go buy your game. So, you're telling us, you're going to take a chunk of our money that's used to promote you, yet, you have trouble promoting your own Wii U, but our videos of like Luigi's Death Stare, or like Crazy Smash Bros. moments, those get you game sales like nintendo has a mid the or not a mid, but the luigi Desk there certainly spiked mario sales kart. of mario kart so like they're kind of arguing but well, we're basically doing marketing for you so you're instead of paying us you're taking away things from us and nintendo's going well it's still ours so that's kind of where the debate stands the problem is they're screwing up the creators program whether you like it in its current state or not they're doing everything possibly wrong with it in every possible way number one they manage to not even fulfill their own agreement. <laughs> they First of all, they say that all the rates they give, 60%, 70%, can change arbitrarily at any time. You can't not give people trust in your system off the bat. Like, you can't, that's not, you would not choose, like, if you got a contract, like, for employment, and they say, by the way, we may just drop your salary in half when we feel like it. I mean, technically they can do that, but they don't really, Tell you that, and they don't tell you that so blatantly. And there's like, you know, wiggle room and other things that factor in that you know it's not it's just like a scare like, factor. Yeah,
1: yeah, it it it, tactic, it makes you
0: not want to really do it. I feel like. It's like.
1: Oh, you could partner, but you know we could do this at any time, right?
0: Anybody? Yeah, it's like yeah, you could partner with us, or just take all your money. So people are like, I, I guess I'll partner, but but that doesn't give much confidence in a company they already don't trust because they're already taking their money in the first place. So that's issue number one. Bigger issue though is they say okay, there's a two to three day wait period until your video is approved and that's like alright I guess I can wait two or three days except they can't even do two or three days they got so inundated with videos that now it's like a week like it's, it's backlogging significantly as everything Nintendo does it's going wrong so um, so now YouTubers are like well what so I'm missing two weeks of ad revenue because you especially can't, when they want
1: to release something on a specific day right time because like, timely release yeah and let's
0: say that it's an imbar- actually I was, a great, was a good, really raises a really good point let's say it's a timed embargo thing let's say they do a video review Nintendo has to approve your video review and takes money from your video review? Movie critics, when they review a movie, get X amount of footage to use. Why doesn't Nintendo just say anything under five minutes of game footage, we won't charge revenue of everything higher we will? Because there could be guys that just do... We, in yeah, theory, like they, could do video reviews Do we? if we were asked yeah, for yeah, revenue they, they from them. Say, they
1: could say like anything beyond the first like, temple or whatever for yeah. like a fair game or blah, blah, yeah, blah,
0: or not. and they do that with embargoes for, for real reviews. They yeah. say, don't talk about beyond this point. So why don't they just say, hey, great, you want to show the game? Go ahead. You're free to do whatever you want and earn revenue up until X in the game. And the, the other weird thing about that is so Nintendo's approving your review. So you have to tell Nintendo, do you like my review and hope even if you don't like the game and have negative things to say about it, and tell like, it's great, go ahead, we'll give you 60% of the money. Like, that's a weird conflicting interest. And then on top of all that, they also are doing the stupid thing with the channels versus the videos, the 70 versus 60%, where if you pay 70%, or if you, if you have a channel, you get paid 70%. Catch is, your channel can only have the whitelisted games, which don't include, by the way, some of the obvious biggest... Video ones out there. Smash Bros. is not on the list. Pokemon is not on the list. Bayonetta 2, for no real reason, <laughs> is not on the list. So those are all games that you would think, oh yeah, Smash Bros. videos. Like we've done Smash Bros. Bros. videos. We could put, like, oh that makes sense. Nintendo will give us money. And Smash Bros. is so popular, we we'll get so much money. Man, nah, Nintendo wants all the money for that one. So out of their selected list of whitelisted games, you can put any on your channel. But if you want the channel revenue, the 70%, you better not have third-party games. You better not have whitelisted games, and you better not have competitors' systems games. Well, if you do, they're just not going to check your channel. They're going to say, you know what? Back to 60% you go. Please submit each video individually. Why are they... Who are they... Are they expecting all of It's like bullies. Are they expecting Pew Pew Die yeah. and... Is that his name? Pew PewDiePie? D- PewDiePie. I would say Pew PewDiePie. No, this is hey, my PewDiePie. channel now. Yeah, yeah. like, like Or iJustine or Smosh or any of the. Well, they work with a lot of them. So that's a bad example. Or like, uh, are they expecting any of those guys or Francis or any of those guys just be like, you're right, I cultivate a huge audience with a multi-platform strategy, but because I want a little more revenue for my work, I'll go ahead and scrap everything and just have a Nintendo-only channel. Like, they have people that are marketing things for them. I can understand why some of the revenue. I can understand saying we did make the game. I can't understand them doing arbitrary stuff like, well, if it's a channel, it's this percent, but if it's a video, it's that percent. But you only get this percent if the videos are only of our choosing on your channel. Like you can't tell people how to make a channel. The whole thing is just Nintendo, I get what they're doing. It kind of makes sense. They're just going about it in possibly the worst way they could. So, and it's not good when you have your fan, when you have your sales being generated by viral fan-made content. Sounds like they need an advisor. It sounds. You know what I think it is. I think it's Nintendo Japan. A really young
1: advisor. Yeah, because
0: this is coming from Nintendo Japan directly. Mm-hmm. I don't think they understand the YouTube scene. Noa gets it. Nintendo America really gets it. They had Miyamoto do the iJustine interviews and the n- nerdy nummies. And they, you know, they work with Smosh and um, I. And uh, oh, so for them, what's I must... that? What's that guy's name? Lamar? Not Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. The I forgot the friend of I Justine. He I, just did I... the I bo- the unboxing of. um the of Mask yes. Anyway, they have all these people, they have this good network, they worked with Mega64 before, like, they have this network, and NOA gets it. And they're even starting to, they might even be experimenting with Snapchat soon, which is kind of interesting. But, Japan is just like, we want all our money, or we want to figure out a way where we can earn the most money. Which is understandable, but, it's kind of a give and take. Much like you have a marketing budget, maybe you have a YouTube budget, and you let some money go for the better good of your PR campaign and publicity.
1: That's my two cents. I mean, they could just think of it as like extra I mean it's extra marketing
0: yeah it's just extra publicity anyway yeah just say you know what fine we won't get all that I mean if YouTube wasn't there it's
1: it's like oh then they wouldn't and here's
0: yeah here's the other thing this isn't money they're losing this isn't money they're entitled to normally if the video didn't exist they wouldn't get the money so maybe okay yeah take 20% whatever but don't do all these arbitrary things just yeah. say we will take 20 percent getting greedy for the sake of being it's stupid and it's going to set a bad precedence for all the other publishers to do this too assuming this ever works correctly oh, if nintendo figures yeah. it out i guarantee ea will do, it. Yeah, will they, do yeah. it xbox already does stuff like this not in this way but they sign deals with youtubers where they have them promote their products and stuff um which is kind of the opposite there's mountain dew and doritos every other thing. pretty much yeah it's like do the do with halo <laughs> and a bag of doritos but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's... I mean, we do videos occasionally. We don't get revenue off them. I don't think we want to do revenue. We're not in this... Yeah. Not to make it sound like we're belittling anyone, because I'm not. We're not in this for the money. We're in this because we like talking about Nintendo. So, for strictly, people that do this as a... Li- for fun. Yeah, it's a hobby. For people not that do it a as a... Ah, what you did there. For people that do it as a living, I can understand the frustration. And even as someone that does it as a hobby, I can see why it feels backwards that Nintendo would do this. But... Yeah, just like looking at it even as a hobbyist, as someone that isn't making money off this, it is kind of a weird thing that Nintendo's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you attacking us? We just spent the last... Hold on. Let me look at the time here. We spent the last two hours and 14 minutes talking about you, Nintendo. Yeah, it wasn't all positive. There's no doubt. And we're going And, gonna... and, and yes, some of it was about Chris Pratt. That's true. We spent two hours and ten minutes talking about you, Nintendo, and about four to five minutes talking about the good old Chris Pratt. But, uh, but no, and Gotham. And Gotham. But uh, my point my point is... Even if it's not all great things we're saying, like we're commenting the faces look funny and Xenoblade or whatever, the fact is, we are talking about you. We are spreading your news. Those videos are talking about your games. They're spreading your games. They're propagating them out to people. I don't know why you would want to hinder that in any real way. That's my two cents. It sounds like you're kind of in agreement.
2: Oh, yeah. I think I just went
0: on a giant rant, though. But, oh, but totally. let's talk games. We Let's go back to games. We with games. We'll end with games. We've been playing games. First up, uh, we have three we're going to talk about, which is where the... Uh, in with the old, in with the new comes from, because two are remakes or remasters, and one is brand new. But the remixed and remasters have all sorts of new stuff in them. So we'll start with the new, which isn't even a real full game, it's just a demo. So co- Codename Steam was released as an eShop demo about a week ago. Spent some time playing with it. Uh, I, as did you, and I'm really, really sure surprised it that- It my ha- mind, sort of. It totally changed my I'm really surprised at how long that demo was. Oh yeah. Two full missions, which is like, what, what was it, three, four maps each? Plus the it tutorial, it's like
1: eight, nine maps in total. It was a good enough demo. Or six maps. It, it, I mean, it was a good enough length for them where it it was pretty much like okay, I know how to play. Oh, it's actually giving me like challenge, like, like, like a lot of challenge. Like oh, like it got me beyond that point where like I didn't not I didn't not just want more. I, it also made me very interested
0: in it. I don't know. It yeah, was, it's interesting because they 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 basically managed to condense a whole it, it game's more, length of like introducing new stuff into like a two machine
1: Because yeah. usually from a demo, I feel like, I just expect to get a, like, oh, I get it moment. Like, okay, yeah, I get what this game is trying to do. But this one was like, like oh, wow. like It, it feels like, I, like I'm yeah. actually playing
0: it already. I think partly that's because you needed to get it on the simple level to be able to get it on the complicated level. Because how Codename Steam works for those who haven't tried the demo is, and I assume if you're listening to this, either you haven't tried the demo or you just care what what people think. But for those who haven't tried the demo, how it works is you have up to four people on a map at any given time. Each, it's like Advance Wars or Fire Emblem, where you move each of them individually based on a grid. Difference is, it's behind the back, not above. So the first set of missions are teaching you, here's how the game works. Here's how you move them on the grid. Here's this weird, like almost like you're looking at them like they're on a... I can't remember who was. There was some preview I read where they compared it to a football field. And you're the football player, because how it works is you just need to get to the end of the stage, of each map. You don't have to kill every enemy. You don't have to collect every item. You should. You get bonuses. But you don't have to. You just need to get to that end goal. So you're moving forward at all times, and you kind of look like you're like a football player is going ahead of you. So what they teach in the beginning, in the first mission, is you're like, okay, here's how you do it. Here's how you fire your weapons properly. Here's how you learn the ins and outs of like, um, you know, being strategic and you know, using height to your advantage, like high spots, and having your characters go in different directions and do things like, oh, well, you can move the grid anywhere. You can move it in the grid where you want, and you use steam, but heads up, if you use all your steam, you can't do overwatch. And if you can't do overwatch, if, someone, if an enemy attacks you, that's it. You're just taking damage. You can't fight back until your next turn. Overwatch, by the way, is a really clever mechanic. Save your steam, you get to auto-attack enemies when you really yep. need to. And they can do that too. Exactly. And that, that gets tricky because um, when you're moving the grid around, you can move freely up until you decide what to do or until you grab an item, but, if you, but you will get hit by overwatch. And if you get hit by overwatch, well, that steam you used is gone. You got hit by overwatch. You're now working with the smaller grid of the smaller steam amount you have to work with, if that makes sense. But what I was saying is that, so the first mission is explaining all that, or the first mission maps, all three of them, is explaining that. And it's like, all right, here's how you do it with one person. Here's how you do it with two people. You get a little idea of how the juggling works. And it's like, okay, I get how this game works. And you're like, oh, but do you? Because you you see that it's a limited field view because it's behind the back, like football players sort of thing. What if? What if we gave you all four people? Then you'll see where the strategy really comes in. And then you're like, oh, whoa! The whole second mission is almost like okay, so I use all four characters and I can actually feel out the entire map. I can feel out where every enemy is hiding. I can really get a sense of who's where, what's where, and kind of, it's almost making up for the lack of the top-down view once you have all four characters. So it's like the first mission is just, here's the mechanics, and the second mission is like, here's how you be strategic with those mechanics. And if they stopped with just the mechanics, that'd be fine. But showing the strategy you can use with the mechanics, that to me is where the hook really came in. That's where I was like, oh, this isn't just like a third-person action game with limited movement and some basic mind games. This is like advanced wars if you picked it apart and turned it into a third-person like real-time shooter almost. Like it's it it that was the moment. Like I enjoyed it with mission one, but mission two is the moment where it was like, whoa, this is this is actually something like really really cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Art style's cool.
0: Yeah, it looks really good in three D. It looked awful in two D. It looks really good in three D. We're uh, Or not in 2D, but in you know, on screenshots. Yeah, it's just a really fun game, like the personality isn't as cheesy. Like we were berating it last episode about how we're like, oh, it's still like it's trying to be like this weird, like elite beatage and it's like comic book golden age well, thing I mean, Silver it, it, Age.
1: Well I'm I'm still kinda of, like on that. Like that's kinda of the part that still yeah. makes it a little unappealing to me. But I, but I got over it Fashion, I thought I would. But, um, of the production values but the gameplay itself, like I I think it's interesting enough that I may pick it up. It's now on my to watch list once I I guess have room
0: for more right, games
1: right because I'm kind of building a backlog and Smash Brothers definitely is hoping.
0: yeah I uh what was I going to say I had to do it. yeah the one major complaint I had is the so when you're on the battlefield the camera controls are a bit funky because it's behind the back but you can kind of pivot around a little using either a weird touch screen camera thing that feels weird or you can just use the four face buttons the whole time I'm doing it I'm like oh man this would be so much nicer with the new 3DS nub like the, the C-stick, mm-hmm. it just feels like it's made for that, which is funny because it predates probably. Like, it's not... They added that in once they realized they could. I don't think it was from the get-go. But, like, that, that was my big complaint, I think, was the camera The camera was kind of weird. And even when you're getting attacked by Emmys, you don't always see where they are. So, sometimes, like, the camera will automatically jump to the character of yours that's being attacked, and it kind of gives you a sense of where they are, but there's a lot of moments where you're just, like, hearing... An enemy, but you don't know where exactly they are, and then you get ambushed if you go and take a little yeah. But I mean, at
1: at least on the plus side, it's I mean, even if you don't know where they're coming from, I guess it doesn't really matter because you can't really do anything about it anyway. Once you're getting attacked, you're attacked. Like once it's your turn, you'll be able to see where they are, and
0: you could not necessarily though. And sometimes I don't even mean when they attack you. I just mean like because there are times that I can't remember which mission it was, but there's one where I was like I was just like plowing ahead, and then they actually had enemies start coming in from behind you, and Um, for the most part, you could see them. There were trees and stuff; you could see them walk around. The camera showed them. But then, like as I was coming in on the exit, all my guy, my two guys were coming together. this was mission one somewhere. Um, suddenly the enemies start coming in from the side. I'm like, where did they come from? And like there was no, they didn't attack me up until they were like on top of me. And then they had Overwatch as well. And I'm like, oh, all right, I guess because Overwatch basically lets them attack you twice because they attack you during your turn and then during or during their turn and then during your turn if you get yeah. in your field of vision. But it, it's very like fog of war. It's very like how Advanced Wars had the fog of war feature, which I know you haven't played Advanced Wars, but for people who have. You can see intelligent systems' successful strategy game ideas put in basically a 3D world in this one. Like it's a lot of the same ideas, a lot of the same stuff, just presented differently and more like y But but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I take back. I, I tweeted this right after I played it. I take back every bit of indifference I showed towards that game on this podcast, which was a lot. We made fun of it. Like we're like, oh, this looks kind of whatever. Like I take it all back. It, I'm super excited for this game now like weirdly excited because I really like Advance Wars Fire Emblem a little less so I like it but Advance Wars is like my thing of that genre and this is just like that but like somehow modernized in some way like it, it I really like it a lot no.
2: yep
0: so um, so if you haven't played the demo definitely go check it out it's obviously a free download um, it's long it's long yeah. and the presentation less yeah, yeah I'm getting I'm, it's I'm, funny, okay. it's
1: funny I'm I'm probably gonna have less to say about these non-demos yeah because they're
0: because they're remakes yeah there really isn't too much to say well there, there's things to say about Pokemon I'd imagine but I was, I was gonna say yeah I was gonna there say there's stuff to say but not true. too much the last thought real quick before we switch is um, Steam World or wow codename Steam look what you've done codename Steam the presentation I started to touch on this and then we kind of changed topic a little but yeah it's still a little campy and whatnot. but something about how they do the comic book panels like the cutscenes are literally comic book panels like the transitions are between comic book panels and I don't just mean the transition from scene to scene. I mean within a scene. Like, camera angle changes or comic book panel changes. And, like, the fact that they have little touches, like, um, you know, if they're playing music, it sounds like it's kind of an old, an old, like, phonogram or whatever those are called. So there's nice little touches that make it, it makes it, like, you're like, okay, I can I can roll with the punches of this. I can go with the Silver Age vibe they're going for. It works. Although it is weird how modernly everyone talks. Marnley isn't a word. But it's very weird how they all talk like they just stepped the out vernacular? of... The like vernacular? Yeah, the vernacular is very like current, but it's in the late 1800s. So that's that's bizarre. But but yeah, it's it's a fun game. Definitely <laughs> check out the demo. That's what breaks it for you. That That's the thing. That's the one thing. You it's like, hey, you reality. shouldn't be saying that. Silly line from Wizard of Oz, who suddenly has all his courage and, and launches himself at Emmys. You shouldn't be talking like that. But, but anyway. Also, how's the line from Wizard of Oz? And he... In the game, he's in a post-Wizard of Oz mindset, where he's, like, not cowardly. But Wizard of Oz was set in, like, the 30s. So how, in the 1800s, is he in a post-Wizard of Oz world? Unless... Magic. Unless... You know why I take it back to movies in the 30s, but I think the book is from the late 1800s, too. I'm not sure, but I might take that back. Anyway, let's talk um, not demos. So you have been playing two remasters, two remakes, two new things that are old, but also new. Yep. So seems I guess Pokemon's the Pokemon's the big one. The, That's what the episode banner is modeled after. This so. to be the
1: era of the remakes. I mean, we have Majora's Mask coming up soon.
0: Yeah, not only like that, but I mean, I want said, 3DS sales are going to try and boost them with ports of old games because nothing says sell, 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 sell like games you played before. But <laughs> I say it as I'm super excited for Majora's Mask. So Pokemon, yeah. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. We've been holding off to talk about this forever.
1: Yeah. This one, this is like, I don't know, it feels almost like I have two different feels about this game. There's feels a, like emotions
0: or feels like emotions <laughs> okay
1: um because I mean obviously like I play Pokemon like more competitively like, mm-hmm. I, like I don't really see this game as a game I want to play for the story it's just for the the battling aspect of it right and just looking at this game from the battling aspect of it it feels like DLC it's like
0: that's interesting like
1: nothing really changed um normally you would see um between games normally you get um like some attacks get buffed and nerfed. Mm-hmm. Um, you usually get some new attacks, but you don't really get much of that, especially in um, the normal battling scene. They do limit like which Pokemon you use. Like you can't use some Legendaries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, some of the new attacks were attacks given only to Legendaries. And then... Um, so obviously that doesn't really affect the battling part of it. And not only that, um, you just get a bunch of new Mega Evolutions, which, which are cool. I mean, they add um, different... I guess team building mm-hmm. things but it doesn't seem like anything that you couldn't have done in the prior game and
0: just need to save them to sell a new game is that what you're saying
1: yeah basically like there isn't anything that couldn't have been done in the previous one That's, it just feels like an expansion pack kind of like how Diablo has those like the, the
0: Reaper or whatever right
1: or World of Warcraft, this just feels yeah
0: yeah it's, across it, the board or just with battles because they have like flying now and they have like full digital movement. You don't need to have an eight di- like eight second. No, the,
1: no, I'm thinking like strictly for the just battles. so just
0: battles. What you mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. Even to a certain extent, the the normal game, but um for the most part, the battles literally just feels like an expansion. I mean, it's I guess it's like once a year that you're paying like thirty bucks for literally hundreds and hundreds of hours. So I mean, yeah. it's definitely worth it. I mean, if, if anything,
0: it's a little cheaper duty. Pokemon.
1: Yeah. It, it, <laughs> th- it, this is really like the game where it really did kind of hit me that with like... That Pokemon's well, Call of Duty for Nintendo. Yeah, it's like... Normally I would expect like more between each game but I mean it it, it was a remix, so I mean is if it, I got more... I... Uh, I got more than I expected because it was a remake mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. because it's not like the next... It's not Pokemon. Whoa, You're getting you got so me? many
0: emails. you are so popular.
1: I know, right? I'm going to um, mute your computer. Because this isn't like the next gen. This isn't
0: Gen 7. This is... Gen six point five, yeah. So, it's so, the mutant mud super challenge of. of yeah, on so that aspect,
1: I mean, I don't know, I, it's. I would only recommend it if you're like a Pokemon fan that's like wanted to go there. Right. But, I mean, from the other end of it, I mean, they. You could tell like they've gotten more experience on messing with this engine because I mean they are doing things that are a lot cooler. Like, the game just looks a lot better. Everything looks more. Natural. Because sure. before, everything felt like more gritty, like more grid based, not gritty with a T. like... Grid. Gritty with a D. Yeah. <laughs> everything felt more grid based. Everything, like, kind of felt more like, um, like just got, like, kind of copy pasted, like, planted sure, there. Right, but like, right. everything just looks, I don't know, just flows nicer. Like, the effects are cooler. I don't know. And then even, like, the story just seems, like, more fleshed out.
2: Right.
1: Which is kind of weird because, um, it's still pretty overall like kind of the same story but like they kind of incorporated the mega stones into it and mm-hmm. i don't know it, it's it's interesting like it's kind of interesting how like they're retroact- retroactively like changing how the pokemon universe kind of works revisionist history <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, it's 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 cool i mean but everything else like it's still the same you still go to the agent right. i mean but like you were like you said the flying mechanics that's a new little thing where now you could land on literally how any gimmicky room. is
0: it Mm, it seemed gimmicky. when they announced it, said it seemed gimmicky.
1: It's um, it's essentially how we were talking about Xenoblade Chronicles. Just another way to transport, like okay, sure. So I mean, it's cool. It's like another one of those things where it's like, oh, it's cool to have because now it's like, oh, I want to go to just a city. Okay, I'll just fly. Oh, I want to go to a specific place. I'll use this soaring mm-hmm. thing. If I want to, <laughs> the not... soaring thing. <laughs> if I, if <laughs> I soaring creature. If I want to <laughs> just walk, <laughs> then I'll just walk. Right. I mean, I am not So it's cool. And then um. This is kind of the, I guess one of the issues that I now see with this game. Um, mm-hmm. they essentially, I guess now with this game you can now pretty much capture any Pokemon, especially any legendary. Mm. So they essentially made it completely obsolete to remake any other games, like
0: until they remake X and y in five years. Well wait, I, that does make sense because you get to get them in them. Yeah. yeah, that's a, like it's obsolete until they make a new handheld. And that's how they sell the new handheld. Yeah, which kind of, like... They just don't let you transfer them anymore.
1: Which kind of <laughs> frustrated me a little, like, as to why you can't, um, battle. Like, if you have X and Y, you can't battle someone with right. I mean, it's hard because normally it wouldn't make sense. Like, okay, the next gen has, um, more Pokemon. It has yeah. Pokemon that aren't compatible, but this one has all the same Pokemon, all the same moves. Yeah, as a way it's, to boost it's sales. It's, like, it's like, the only difference was the Mega Evolutions, but you could have just Mega Evolved them. They also could have very get- easily
0: oh, done a patch to the old game. Yeah, X like, and Y. Yeah,
1: not only that, but, um you're getting a lot of Pokemon that they, I mean people hackers they found all these hidden Pokemon like Hoopa and Boku, Volcano, or or whatever
0: sounds like Smash stuff we were talking about and here.
1: um and Deontay and eventually like some of these Pokemon two of them have already been confirmed by Game Freak the third one like still has not even been acknowledged mm-hmm. but they're barely they're barely being rolled out and they're in the data of X and Y but they're being promoted as like all these like um, only, like, in, out, Zephyr, only right. in auras yeah so I mean it's all there they just I don't know. It's, yeah, it really just comes down to the money thing.
0: Yeah, the well, call of dutying of Pokemon.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It's a, I would say it's a really cool nostalgia trip. I mean, I love nostalgia trip. I mean, I love the music when I first played trumpets it. Trumpets everywhere. Yeah, I do It's actually they to it's still back. Yeah, significant. less summer. trumpety That's
0: um, it's. Pro- this is going to be a joke that you won't get because you don't know who Jason Derulo, but he has a song called Trumpets. So I assume he just took all the trumpets with him. Uh, that, uh, I don't know. Someone out there is like, ha, ah, Jason Derulo joke. Someone, sorry. Yeah. Me. Uh, I don't <laughs> know. Just gave you the evilest look.
1: <laughs> it wasn't that lame of a joke? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely like your.
0: So if you're a X guy, if you're, you're a Pokemon fan,
1: if you played the original and haven't played it, in many, many years, I definitely recommend it. Especially if you don't, if actually if you don't have X and Y, just get this. This is definitely like the definitive Pokemon game because it has everything that X and Y has, right. just better. Right, right. And yeah, just more faster. And not, and not only that, but I mean, if you play any kind of tournament, they only accept Ruby and Sapphire anyway. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like X and Y became obsolete
0: already. Which is ridiculous because was only a year.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's completely dead. Um, and I guess that's a good thing that they have Pokemon Bank in in place. So yeah, you can just transfer everything over. Like you can literally just move everything over easily. So are you now
0: subscribed to Pokemon Bank? Like, did you get the subscription?
1: Yeah, I've been subscribed. I oh, didn't, okay. Is it it's like what was it five dollars a year? year.
0: Hmm. you don't even feel it I don't remember I think it's five a year five a month would be ridiculous to hold yeah. your Pokemon that's has two dollars less than Netflix <laughs> has it been a year?
1: yeah came out last, last holiday no um both for Pokemon Bank yeah it came out last, oh, it came out out came out last December no, because
0: uh, X and Y came out in November and Pokemon Bank came out at the end of December or beginning of January.
1: I remember it took a long time for
0: Pokemon. Oh, to maybe play. it got delayed. It got, delay, right. I it got delayed. I think it got delayed like March or something.
1: I remember one of like the biggest posts was like, like oh, when is Pokemon Bank coming? You're right. You're and then right. Pokemon Bank came and no one cared. cared. Yeah,
0: it got delayed. You're right. Yeah, so, um, so that's Omega
1: Ruby. It's Omega and Alpha Sapphire. It's actually the it's, first
0: Pokemon I haven't picked up.
1: It's more of the same, which I couldn't completely understand why you wouldn't pick it up if you already have X and Y and you're mm-hmm. not. Die hard, yeah, not die hard, but if you didn't pick up X and Y, this is definitely the one to get,
0: definitely, definitely. And what's nice about this these impressions now is it's like the hype's been so far removed because it's been out for a while, so this is like coming from like, not just like oh my god I can fly, do you I see you can fly. This is like you just talk about like literally here's what the game is, not what people are yeah, telling, you. Yeah, just telling you it should be. It's just little yeah. bit more
1: the same. like yeah. Same sprites. I mean you could dress like well, Pikachu course, yeah. I mean, Oh yeah, cosplay costume.
0: Pikachu, that's worth forty bucks. I'm half serious. I'm actually kinda of serious. Oh
1: <laughs> completely forgot to mention some of the things I actually do kinda. Of they did they a added a lot of this they took away a lot of things that I kinda of liked. Oh really? Um Two it's a twofold thing. Sure. Um in X and Y they emphasize a lot on customization, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Because every trainer when you play online like looks different, like, oh cool, like oh he has this cool hat, he has this whatever. This one, everyone is stuck with the same trainer Joe and same trainer Mary.
0: Why would they take that out?
1: And so now that like, when you play online, like everyone's the exact same trainer and it's like, oh, like, oh that's not, that's not. Why
0: the would they take that out? And. How does that benefit anything?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, especially after, like, emphasizing so much on shopping and stuff like that. And, and it's
0: in the code. The game's based on the same engine.
1: Yeah, they just took it out for some reason. That's and dumbed. by that effect... You can't make your own little custom videos anymore. Which I mean, they were pointless, whatever. But they were fun, and some people got really creative. Yeah. No. Oh, just oh, like a little minor. Yeah, those
0: game. are kind of odd. Yeah, I, I kind of
1: miss that, that customization. Just like oh, trying to look for orange outfits. But. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's unfortunate. So what about Metro Trilogy Ooh, Metro Pentilogy. That one. Because that that's a whole different type of remake. In that it's like the same game, but they map remote controls to 1 and 2 which a lot of people are saying makes it better but what, what was your take?
1: I I don't know it, it definitely felt awesome playing them again after like so many well I take that back I played Metroid Prime 1 multiple times when we were in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. which was well, It's almost going to be four, four yeah
0: it's years. going to be four years this summer since we oh. graduated getting old
1: well yeah so, the, so that game was still fresh in my mind but like I guess having it kind of fill up the screen looked really cool Right. Even though the graphics, oh, yeah, are, now. Yeah, yeah. Even though the graphics are still pretty much the same. Like I don't know, the controls are definitely, definitely better. It's kind of nice um, being able to turn in one direction and still kind of shoot in the other. Because when you're, back then it was with the GameCube controller, then you always turn when you're facing, you're always facing down the middle, which wasn't a bad thing necessarily because the game was designed around that, and right. you have the lock-on system, which kind of alleviates that. But I don't know, I mean, it's just fun like walking around, like as you're walking straight. Shooting at the things above you, yeah, and just kind of like just throwing everything around you without having to actually turn your body because mm-hmm. you get to aim. And I don't know, I the controls definitely from Metroid Prime Three like just work perfectly with the other two. So, well,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I don't know, it, it kind of sucks for. I mean, like if you're listening to this now and you don't have it, it's like you already missed out on the ten dollars deal because that
0: was three games for ten dollars is nuts. Like those three games, and yeah, for $10 like yeah, is like like, is
1: like yeah, crazy. Like, those in particular, like. I mean yeah, I'd argue for $20 $20 like, is still an amazing deal It's still deal. a really good deal Especially like how You can still find Yeah you can still find it at a GameStop for 50 bucks. But that comes with the tin No It's just a regular white Like You that. got rid of the tin? Yeah
0: Why would you even buy it then? Just eShop folks E-drop. Yep <laughs> Yeah if you could find it with the tin I'd definitely get that But That explains why the va- See cause I read that values were dropping on eBay Of the physical version I was like But it comes with a tin That's rare but I guess it's because there are ones that no, don't come with I,
1: the tin. I, I think that was, like, the original run. I think, like, the second printing. I didn't like, even know there was a second printing. I think the second printing was just all on regular white. That's whatever's. really boring.
0: Actually, no. I'm pretty sure in the tin was the regular white. But no. No, no, because... It, it, no, that makes no, no sense. because yeah. there was a plastic sleeve yeah, with the right, tin inside. Right. The tin was the case. Right, you're right.
1: Yep. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of shame that, like... The Metroid prime Prime impression are really short. But, I mean, I guess... In general, like, I mean, games have great music... Creative boss fights amazing atmosphere um the difficulty ramps up kind of um kind of nicely like at a nice pace like it starts off kind of easy and it steadily gets harder and harder mm-hmm. oh I guess another like really cool thing that I noticed um I don't know just one of the biggest tense parts about playing Metric prime like when we were younger like right. around the time it came out was um the their loading their way that they load the game was to like keep the doors closed and keep you there. But that actually made for a lot of tense situations where, like, I'm, I am i kind of sometimes wanted to avoid conflict when you're backtracking. I did this, too. When, I when you're when yeah, you're yeah. backtracking. So, like, you kind of want to, like, already aim for the door, and you're, like, you're shooting it there because you want to run through there and just get out of this puzzle. You ask, as okay. But sometimes you have, like, these corridors to navigate through or the door isn't exactly in, like, just on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm being chased by, like, space person. I'm like, oh, my God, open, open. You just keep shooting it. And then, like, you said, like, as soon as the door opens, you, like, run out of there. And But, I mean... And, but, time.
0: yeah, the thing with the trilogy. Yeah,
1: the trilogy. Like, yeah, like, especially now because it's download. It's a mm-hmm. download and it's not on this. Like, load times are really fast. Like, sometimes, like, they'll open by the time you even reach the door. Like, almost every time. Right. Which is pretty cool. It kind of makes me feel... But it kills cool. on that tension. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was, like, artificial tension, but... I used to do it, too, though. I don't know. It, I, like, especially if you're low on health and you just, yeah. don't get out of there and then you're, like, open door. You're, <laughs> like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But, um... I don't know. It's... It's kind of cool because, like, I never. Like, honestly, like, that never even occurred to me that it was loading times for some reason. Like, I just thought it was just just how it was. Like, I thought it was just, like, oh, okay. Like, it's
0: an old station. Like, these doors are going to act weird, whatever. It's actually a really clever workaround for load issues. Because this was in the heyday. The GameCube wanted intense selling points Uh, for it was was, was no load times. Or very minimal load times compared to the competitors. So by doing it with the door thing, they were super innovative for the time. Like, no one did that. And it's just, like, it's really clever. Brilliant. Really clever. Go retro. Retro Studios we don't have a twitter account they do you should follow it where they don't really do anything on it yeah they just tweet out oh, pictures of Metro the dice Prank Summit trilogy, and the picture of the dice summit that they were just at. Yep. which by the way somehow sparked a rumor that they were gonna they were gonna announce a game at dice summit guys games aren't announced at dice summit <laughs> it's a no industry dice. event no <laughs> dice but uh so um to sum up
1: get Metro: print trilogy if you don't $20 have
0: is insane 10 um, is more insane, but $20 is insane. Maybe
1: get Omega Ruby Sapphire, depending on the type of Pokemon fan you are. Mm-hmm.
0: And play Codename Steam, because you may be as surprised as we were. Yep. Particularly me, because I was like, I like freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I was, I was pretty surprised. I mean... Yeah. yeah, it was, it's really good. But yeah, that pretty much does it for this episode. Thanks for sticking with us oh my for God. our longest episode. Uh, no, actually, we've done about this time before, during E3. I don't know how this compares. How, it wasn't even that much <laughs> You know what it was? A- it was that Zelda TV show that wasn't even that, that news came out yeah exactly it would have yeah, exactly. We've been right on time at our magic number 220 but anyway Chris, so we'll Pratt. Keep... <laughs> yeah. Chris Pratt but um, wait how did that even start like, I, didn't, I, I didn't think oh um, you made some comment about I don't know we'll, we'll listen back oh after. we're talking about people to play Link right and you, you said Chris, I think Chris Evans, Evans and then you immediately said or Chris Pratt anyway I like Chris Pratt. Um, okay so <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this up because people are like well, I want to leave Uh, Well, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for not turning it off quite yet. Uh, I did want to really quick do a quick plug for the video we teased during our YouTube segment about the Creators Program. You don't want to miss this. Jose did an awesome thing. Now, if you're a fan of Rhythm Heaven and or Super Smash Brothers and or Punch-Out, specifically the character known as Little Mac, uh, keep an eye on the site over the next couple days. It's really cool. It's a neat little video you did. Um, We'll have it up on the site within days of this going live, like literally by halfway through the week probably. So check our Twitter so you don't miss it. at Ram, It's at RamNintendo, which is where you can also um, find out when our next episode is up, which will be on February 22nd, and that episode is a doozy. It's going to not only have our full analysis and thoughts on the uh, news out of the financial briefing with Satoru Iwata over in Japan, it will also have our full impressions of the brand new Nintendo 3DS XL, and it will have our impressions of Majora's Mask 3D. That's a triple threat you don't want to miss. Um, so, again, you can follow us on Twitter at Ramtendo. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, if you could leave a review and just let us know what you think, we'd appreciate that. You can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm JSR7, Jose is Wero, W E R O, W E, wow, I tripped over it. W-E-I-R-O underscore O. That's Jose on there. That's also his Mevers handle. I'm not going to repeat because I'm going to ruin it again. And I'm Jason R on there. Feel free to friend or follow either of us. We're probably, I feel like we're going to be pretty... Our activity on Mevers might be going up sometime soon because there's a lot of games coming out. But, uh, yeah, yes, so that pretty much does it. Thanks so much for listening and for sticking around, and we'll see you in two weeks for what might be one of our bigger episodes of the non-E3 season. So we'll see you then.